0: slash drink and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's zocdoccom dot com slash drink. ZocDoc slash drink.
1: Uh...
2: <laughs> Everyone... Hi, happy Sunday, or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday.
0: We're having a sleepy day. Uh, I thought we were going to harmonize, and then you just totally dissed Do me. you know how to harmonize? Yeah, because I go oh. first, and then someone else harmonizes with me. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Wait, remember how we made you turn your mic up? Yeah. You're now, you're now too loud. It's clipping. Sorry. Oh, just my slightly. God. Just slightly. Okay, how's this? That's much better all right, Jack weigh
2: in for now. <laughs> um so here's the thing, everyone. we're having our brains are a little foggy today. Christine is a triple threat mom podcaster secondary podcaster um and, what
0: else? what else? <laughs> I'm uh, sure there's more
2: <laughs> um candy eater with yeah, tummy that's troubles right. um. Today, no tubby troubles, which is good,
0: but I mean not got... yet, I'm eating a lot of candy right now, so we'll we'll see
2: okay, anyway, between <laughs> just being um a a general human being and having two shows, Christine's going through it, which like you haven't actually said out loud, but I'm just saying on behalf of like as your friend, That's I don't know so how nice. you I don't know how you function the way that you do, and we've discussed d- that, that many times, but I appreciate it's true. it
0: i I barely do. I'm in a point where I'm like having a little mental identity crisis and I'm like, I gotta sit down and like write out a schedule. Like a menti B, having a little menti B. Just a tiny menti (laughs) B. Um (laughs) I think I'm gonna do for the fall. Oh, okay. What What are we doing? You are down for like maybe a schedule, you know? Like like Mm -hmm. not a schedule, like a strict schedule, but just like, oh, here are my windows where like I'm gonna tell Blaze and my mom and whoever Is with Leona like these hours I need to put aside like for recording. I just feel like I'm always like winging it. Like, Mm. oh shit, after court tomorrow, like let me text my mom and see if she can come over. And then she's like, no, I like I'm busy that day, and it's just crazy. So I think I'm gonna try to. Why am I talking about this on the show? I feel like this is a definitely like this is actually a work. We've we've crisscrossed.
2: We've crisscrossed into sad happy hour. Sad happy hour,
0: which like Um, is sad because I get I don't have to. I, I just said i get to miss it i don't have to go to it i meant the opposite i <laughs> i know yeah somehow you got like a doctor's note and it. now eva, don't and are... to 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 it. <laughs> eva and i go to it even are having sad happy hour without christine this weekend well do you want to know real quick i i do want to know why you drink um but oh, real quick okay. can i tell you can i tell you why i drink since we're on the topic um of me yeah. anyway so um. i took the weekend and went on a really fun trip with renee and her friend from law school Lindsay. and her friend Lindsay has like in indiana a really sweet little like lake house and it's so nice and you basically just go and lay around there's not even internet like you just you needed that for sure right like max and relax and so we had a great time we're like swimming in the lake it was awesome the day i leave i'm like okay leaving at 11 so i get in the car and i drive about Six minutes away, and I'm like six minutes away, and my phone rings, and it's Renee, and I go, oh, mother effer, like what did I leave? Like I obviously left something, and mm-hmm. she, I answer the phone. She goes, you left your entire backpack, like with your laptop, your medicine, oh. like oh, every, Christine. like your probably your wallet, like everything important that belongs <laughs> your to you. Social and I was security like security
2: guard again. Yeah.
0: That, I'm, that one, I'm like, yeah, you can have it. I don't need it. But <laughs> everything else, I'm like, shit. So I'm oh, like, god no. damn it. So I turn around, and then there's this like car coming in the opposite direction these are like really narrow roads so i like turn a little to like let them through i did not see the fucking gigantic curb there and <gasps> i just exploded my fucking tire and oh. i get to their house and i'm like hey did you miss me and they were like she's back and i was like hey for real though can someone call AAA cuz my car is now like oh no d- completely and so we were like you know what no we can change a tire right so we're like okay let's change a tire so we go outside we're about to like ratchet the thing up literally like god himself was laughing the fucking sky opened, and it just started like downpouring. downpouring to the point that like we can barely even see and i'm standing there like this is not gonna work. like if i'm lifting a car off the ground for like maybe the third time in my human adult life i don't think it should be in a storm so i ended up having to call AAA. they like eventually came put on a new tire but then they were like you can't drive like four hours on a spare tire and i was like Okay. So I stopped at 9 Walmarts, Walmart Auto Centers on the way home and not a singular one had my kind of tire. So I just ha- kept having to go to Walmart and saying, "Can you pump up my tire so I can get all the way home?" So they would just like pump up my little were you spare. From home? Four, hours. 4 hours, 260 Whew. miles. So anyway i eventually made it home um now my poor sad car is just outside like limping so are Um, you by the way just like (laughs) Uh, me too mentally i think you are the tire
2: it was (laughs) it it was uh
0: a a symbolic thing i am like the deflated tire so anyway that's why i drink um but i made it home safe and sound because i was on the phone with my stepdad and i was like tim But, like, what will happen if I drive over? And he's like, well, you know, the tire pressure. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, what will happen to me if something goes – like, Like, what will happen to the car if, worst case scenario, like, this tire loses Mm -hmm. air or whatever? Like, what will happen? he's like, well, if the heat of the tire – and I was like, no, no, like, will I crash? Will I, like – will the car just stop? Will it, like, skid off the road? Will it just – slowly go flat and then the beeping will start. Like what what will happen? Could not get a straight answer. So the whole ride home, I'm just like, well something's gonna happen any minute now. I'm not maybe I'm not supposed it's, to drive more than maybe fifty it's miles. One
2: of, it's one of those things where like men pretend they know but like they universally just hope no one
0: I think asks. it was that other no. thing. Cause he works on cars, so like he knows, but like I think it's the other thing dads do or men do or at least both my dads do, where they go Oh, let me give you the very long answer, and I'm like, I don't want, I don't want to uh, know why. I, I don't want to know why the car is gonna fall apart. I need to know, like, like does car go boom? Yeah, exactly. Do I, I die fine? or do I just like skid off the road and like have to call AAA again? Like I, yeah. I was like, it's that's all I need. And he's like, depends on the like Distant I don't know. He's like, the rain might affect the the tread
2: on the tire. I was like, I'm done. A very dad conversation where five milliseconds in, I'm
0: like, I'm, I'm out. I'm, I literally I'm out. had to be like, okay, we'll go, 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 and I hung up. And I was like, I'm yeah. done. Maybe
2: it, I you'll really see me, do. Maybe you won't. All of a sudden, feel like I'm in like a Snoopy classroom, and I'll, my dad just wah, goes, wah. I see <laughs> And I'm like, okay, so fucking, you have five half seconds to tell me what's going on if you want me to understand. And I think
0: it's because, like, they get in their element. He's like, I've been waiting to explain tires to you. And I'm like, he's just want want to talk to cars about cars to anyone, probably. Anyone. This is it. (laughs) Finally. So, anyway, that's why I drink. I'm like, oh, and then tomorrow. So, I got home last night way later than I was supposed to. We're recording today, and I leave early in the morning for beachy sandy tour so i'm just like really tired <laughs>
2: yeah i did tell christine as the chairman of all naps I, <laughs> the chairman was like, of naps I was like you can just go to bed i'll totally understand we can figure it out figure out recording that's so later. nice
0: but then i was like why don't we record wednesday and i was like because i will be in dc yeah. with you <laughs> we I could forgot. record we know we won't when we're together uh, so
2: i know anyway I'm, and how, you shouldn't have to you?
0: um how wow fine compared to that i'm good well it was funny because you got on like and i were talking and she's like your weekend looks so relaxing and i was like well it was until it wasn't and then i was like but don't tell em because it's the reason i drink and then you sat down you're like guys i'm having a day i just dropped my vitamins and i was like em's gonna come in and be like (laughs) i did hear you laugh and i was like that's not funny (laughs) it's because it was like the back like the exact right moment where i was like oh, yeah, that's why I drink today. Like, I might, you know, I had, to, I had to drive home, like, 30 miles an hour on the highway. And then you were like, I'm having such a day, you guys. My vitamin just fell on the ground. And we were like, <laughs> oh, no. I Well, OK. Well, I am
2: having a day because I'm actually, I am having, like, some gnarly anxiety. I just don't think my beta blocker has kicked in yet. Um, <laughs> so as you saw, it fell on the ground. Um,
0: Right. But, well, that was your uh, vitamin. You call your beta blockers a vitamin.
2: Uh, so it's a it's a, a a lump sum kind of situation because I have four vitamins <laughs> and two medications. a so and... Lump sum. <laughs> like I don't even know what that means. I don't know. I just thought. Are if you my heard dad? It, it would...
0: What's happening?
2: I <laughs> Just thought if I said it
0: and in context you'd pick it up, but Someone now instead of being called like, out. Wow. No, you probably it <laughs> makes sense. It I'm sure to somebody.
2: It was uh, I said it because. The real answer is I have four vitamins and two medications, but I take them all together. And so since there's more vitamins than medications, I say vitamins. But oh, I, understand. Uh, I understand. I also often
0: just say... Oh, so oh, it's I'm a lump at- sum kind of thing. You get it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to say I
2: was at the apothecary on my way yeah. home, aka across the room to the
0: desk. Yeah. <laughs> Things fell out of my pocket. So. I know. Um, I'm not trying to diss you and your troubles because, as we know, anxiety is nothing to joke about. So
2: Well... No, I I just I'm just a little stressed just because tomorrow I'm traveling across uh the country to go home and I'm going home for a while which always makes me nervous because I know by day 4 my mom and I are going to revert back to 2008. And so <laughs> I'm just a little times. stressed about it. And when do you leave? Tomorrow morning. Okay. Me too. Um Hey. hey! Well, maybe we can save each other. I don't know.
0: Uh, I'll find no, you. We've tried. We've spent we, seven years airport? trying.
2: <laughs> Are we flying? Oh, I'm the same flying airport?
0: into Philly because we have a Philly show. Yeah. Then we're flying from Philly to DC or driving. I don't know. Gotcha.
2: Well, I, I'm just I again not to com- compare stressors here because if I were having a show in Philly tomorrow, I wouldn't be able to breathe. So <laughs> I'm aware that you've got your own thing going on, but I. Just have general stress because I just
0: have so much to do before I leave, and I'm not going to be here for like. That feeling is so st- overwhelming, though. I don't like, even know feeling... if I have
2: enough time to get everything done that I want. so Especially I'm just if you're little... going
0: for a long time, and you're like, "Well, this is it. This is like the la- like the hours are ticking to get shit done." Like, yeah, I get it.
2: Like I, and it's just like, um, I also want things to be clean before I leave, so I don't just leave a pile for allison You know, so I like on top of everything else, I feel like I need to do like a scrub of all my stuff and right. So anyway, I'm just a little pressed for time and then stressed. There's something like I have some weird gut feeling about going this time. I don't know really? why, but I have like a feeling like something weird's going to happen. I don't know. Oh,
0: you just gave me shivers.
2: I don't know. I don't I don't I don't know if it's negative, but I just feel like I feel weird about going. I don't know. Maybe I just am. But I feel like it's the same thing that I just said last week. Like I think I'm just burned out from socializing, and now I know there's like three weeks of being around family that I'm just like, I don't even. You know what I mean? Too
0: much, yeah.
2: Yeah, I think I just want to go home and just like not be spoken to. But I'm walking into like the lines that are being spoken to nonstop. So
0: well, not to put you on the spot, but if you do, if you're like, I can't, like I do not for a second expect you to come to the DC show if you're like, oh, I'm going to your show. Too much. I, like, really don't want you, I mean, I really don't want you to feel like, oh, God, this is, like, looming. You know what I mean? As, no,
2: as we just discussed, I will be going, I don't think, with a plus one, so I'll actually get to sit in the dark and not be spoken oh, to for, like, an hour. Not, so,
0: Well, I don't know. You might have to wear a mustache. I feel like people will. Maybe you can sit think... in the green room or something. Whatever you want.
2: Uh, no, I've never gotten to see you live without me on the stage. So, Oh my I'd... god, I'm
0: so excited and nervous. Ah!
2: I can't believe you're excited. I would be f- f- wigging out. But, I'm okay. on
0: like, the literal highest dose of Zoloft that exists. So I think okay. like, my edges have been really softened over the last two years.
2: Last thing I'll say, uh, speaking of Zoloft, I think I'm going to ask my doctor to put me on Zoloft because you and Eva Woo! fucking love it so much. Renee's um, on it
0: too, and we talked about it this weekend in the lake, you know, and we were like, I actually almost, well, I didn't almost drown. I like, oh, everyone thought I was almost going to drown, and I was like, I think I'm fine. Um... OK, and I, I wasn't, though, but I they were like, can you bring h- uh, high noons into the lake? And I was like, I don't know how to enter the lake. And they were like, well, you can either just jump off the dock into the lake. And I was like, well, I'm not doing that. And they were like, or you could go walk into the lake. And I was like, I feel like that's what people do when they're trying to like end every like walk into mm-hmm. the lake sounds like very dramatic and I was like okay and they were like can you bring three high nudes and I was like sure so I like start walking to the lake with these fucking cans and then I suddenly get to a point where I'm like oh yeah and I, I yell out to them and I'm like oh I don't know how to swim with these and they're like well then stay there we'll come get you and I was like truly and I like had kept walking until I was literally like underwater and so then they maybe had to I come maybe I don't want d- <laughs> Sounds like I'll just drown. (laughs) So I had these glasses that, like, uh, Eva and Rachel had given me that, like, are round and Mm -hmm. look kind of like a bug. Like, they're super cute. They're Ray-Bans, but... um, and they didn't give them to me, like because we give each other fancy gifts. It was just like Rachel was like, "I look like a bug in these," and I was like, "Me too," but I'll wear them. So I was wearing them, and I'm like going down, and all I hear is like bubble. And I'm like, and they're like, "Throw the high noon, they float," and I was like, "No," and they were like, "Christine, throw the high noon so you can swim," and I was like, "I'll save the high noon." So I'm holding them up in the air, and I was like, Are you I sure don't want Them to get anxieties. <laughs> <laughs> this for. Purposes- god given this <laughs> oh i don't think anything would have like, up to now i don't think the zoloft had anything to do with anything okay i was, I was like don't worry i won't i don't want them to like get too shaken up because they're carbonated and they were like christine you're flailing around in you're the drowning. lake like they're gonna get carbonated no matter what at this point and i was like okay so i'm like trying to like throw them And all I hear is like I'm kind of going under and holding the high noons above my head is it looks like John Lennon drowning because I had those like gold round glasses. Oh my God. And I was like, (laughs) so they came to my rescue, which ended up not being as I think I made such a scene that they were like, Christine, what the fuck was that? I was like, I can imagine, I can see someone
2: easy breezy just floating over to you, just picking up the can just floating
0: away as you're just like and they're like are you okay and i was like oh i'm fine and they were like how much water like you were like spitting water out like a fountain and i was like i don't know i i like just i was like guys how do i get over to you and then i like immediately stepped into like seven foot water and was like okay (laughs) um just not my brightest moment but i think the way that you don't know how to tread water but not when my hands were up in the air, like I was like trying to like, hold... do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was like trying to hold them up and they said, don't fucking hold them. They float. And I just didn't like believe them, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, I don't like, know. know why this. Even
2: if it wasn't true, just like we'll sacrifice the three cans for you to stop looking like this. Like, I... <laughs> <laughs> like please they would end have. it. They please were like, it. please make it stop immediately. Yeah. Um <laughs>
0: Anyway, the point is I don't know what the point is, but the point is Renee and I (laughs) are both on (laughs) Good Luck M on Zoloft, is (laughs) what Renee and Zoloft, and we both were like, well that was interesting and like moved on and I was like okay, you know well you know you know what's weird so I was taking Lexapro
2: yeah and I I was trying to take Lexapro but what's so interesting and I don't know anyone out there who just happens to like perfectly understand my body chemistry please make it make sense but um. It gave me all of the symptoms that of my like fainting spells, uh, like the wooziness and stuff. Like to a T, though. Like I thought I didn't didn't even cross my mind that it had to do with the medication oh. for a while. I thought I was having a flare up or something, and it was just. Oh. But then I realized it was just my body trying to get used to the Lexapro,
0: and I was like, "Well, Fuck some this. people some people take Zoloft at night because they're like, oh, it makes me a little woozy, so." Or just, like, a little bit, like, I don't know. So so maybe try it at night first so you're yeah. not, like, I don't know. Yeah. I would like
2: to... I'll try it at night for sure. But it was it was wild. I was like, this is not worth it. So I just...
0: Yeah. yeah. I don't blame you. That sounds like a lot. Uh, So... Not,
2: it, sound, it sounds like a lot, but does not sound like everything I you just described. Just that talked to you lot. directly out of Zoloft, and I apologize. Uh, no, you just talked me out of taking it uh, during the day. So...
0: I'm willing to give it a whirl and see what happens. Give it a whirl. I think it uh, it has really done a lot for me.
2: Hmm. Where are we? Well, it's almost been 20 minutes, and we haven't done anything. (laughs) Anything. It's been... (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I talked so much. (laughs) It's okay. No, I... Hey, I'm here for it. I don't know what everyone
0: else is here for, but... I don't think anyone else is here, to be honest. Anyway,
2: you drink because a lot, and I drink because I have to get on a plane. So um, that's why we drink, for whatever reason everyone else chooses to drink this week. I hope it's a better, more sane reason. We cheers Um, to you. And this is your weekly reminder to drink some water, you little thirsty rats. I did bring
0: some water today, actually. So Mm. Usually I just have coffee.
2: I need to change my Brita filter and I'm aware of that and so I'm kind of scared to drink my own water. Oh my gosh. Those things are fine. You're
0: fine. I'm
2: sure I am and there's like nothing going on in here but I just feel like I can like I'm just
0: eating mouthfuls of bacteria all of a sudden. I I don't think that's how uh, water in a big um, metropolitan city works but i
2: my did my brain ask for your opinion on that one no <laughs> because my brain, my brain truly i get obviously it. I will spiral i believe that this is now a cup of sludge it's perfectly fine water it tastes fine but in my I brain know. i'm drinking mud all the a sudden. i
0: think i just felt like i had to say it so that our listeners weren't like what is there you know what i mean like so we have both sides uh huh. Well, per usual. I, I don't. But I know. I don't. I know. am a
2: diva, and also I. You are though. You are that. Often, we'll find a reason to have a crisis, and today it's about Brita filters. I am such a. I don't even know what the right word is, but I have diva. Dev- i've i already said that, that, already. that one i know you need a new one huh but i i have i'm a full loyalist to the water filter brand though to the company or to the industry to the brita and now company? not to the brita company to the water filtering industry and now when oh. i know that my filter is dirty i think all water is dirty i don't know what okay. is wrong with me
0: like, it, <laughs> anyway it, uh, probably well we'll discuss that later i'm like probably never mind it's not time to diagnose you uh i'm just unwell
2: yeah. always i just am always looking for a reason to be unwell well, so yeah um anyway that's also why i drink dirty water apparently a- so... excellent
0: <laughs> it was your idea to drink water to be fair <laughs> nobody made you do it <laughs> it was this or milk and i knew you'd have something <laughs> to say I w- exactly you would have something to say and it would be <clears throat> the entire show that is honestly so true. So Sorry, ever since you said I didn't ask for your opinion, I've felt very defensive, and now I just feel like I keep shouting at you, <laughs> and I'm sorry about it. I'm sorry. I think you're
2: like, you know what?
0: I do have an opinion, and yeah, here it is. Yeah, and you have to hear it no matter what. <laughs> Okay, this is pretty wild. I just made a stuffed salmon recipe with HelloFresh and I came upstairs, I ate it. And then I was like, oh, I gotta record an ad. And it was HelloFresh! So it really worked out perfectly. I got home from a trip and decided to cook HelloFresh because I was so excited about this stuffed salmon recipe. It was freaking delicious. It was like the spinach stuff. oh my Lord, Um, with asparagus, my favorite vegetable. And Blaze was like, why are you cooking? You just got home. And I was like, because it's easy and it's fun. And I don't know, there's something very satisfying about." About making like a delicious fulfilling meal and then like delivering it to someone being like oh I made you this it's no big deal but HelloFresh lets you feel that and then you get to eat it too and it's always delicious. HelloFresh keeps your taste buds on their toes with 40 chef crafted recipes to select from every week. Parents have enough back-to-school shopping and planning to do, so let HelloFresh get the groceries and save you some cash with pre-portioned meals delivered right to your door. Go to hellofresh.com slash 50drink and use code 50drink for 50% off plus free shipping. That's hellofresh.com slash 50drink. 50drink for 50% off plus free shipping on HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit.
2: I'm excited to hear your opinion on this because uh, I am covering today. I, By the way, shout out to our researcher. I, I feel like I, I wanted to expand our stories. And so I've been doing uh, ghosts and aliens and cryptids for a long time. But I also wanted to get into like more conspiracies and spooky stuff. And so shout out for all their help. Um, but today uh, they gave me a topic. They're like, what would you think about doing the 2012 Doomsday
0: prophecy, and I went. <gasps> that sounds great. Sign Hello? me up. I'm so excited. <clears throat> so is here, this like are... when we thought the Mayan calendar would end, or whatever. Uh huh. Well, I guess I'll. F- I guess I'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So this is a,
2: a combination of both our notes because then I did my own deep dives after after Got reading it. up on it. So, uh, if you don't know, it shocks me that there might actually be someone out there who was born post 2012 that listens Impossible. or is maybe just too young to remember um, they would be which,
0: 10 and i feel like they would be way cooler we have some 10 year olds H- yeah that's true we must we, we have well we have
2: parents who let their 10 year olds listen in the car with them we've met Hi. quite a few at our shows so
0: hello to you and also this episode won't be scary so they're like i want zoloft there's a lot we say that i'm like do those children are they okay like i feel like we're not helping raise them in like an acceptable way but you know whatever at dinner the 10 year old's gonna be like this water tastes dirty how's our filter (laughs) system mom where's my filter (laughs) (laughs) so
2: um okay so for those of you who for some reason would not know uh people thought the world was going to end in 2012 that was only 11 years ago and uh, hey, we, we thought both... it was going to
0: end in 2000. So like it just keeps happening.
2: Yeah. It well so interesting because there's always a doomsday to prepare for. There's always an apocalypse. Um and the most recent one that was very significant was 2012 and it was right. December 21st, 2012, which is 12 21 12. 12, 2, 1, 12. Right. I don't I don't you know numbers. Um wait, it'd was... be December Wait, it was December 21st. Mm-hmm. So 12, 21. Oh, I thought it was 12. December
0: 12th. Okay, never mind. That would
2: have made more sense in my mind, 12, 12, 12. Right? right?
0: I, I feel like I was the kid on 12, 12. He was like, the world is ending. And everyone's like, no.
1: Everyone's so was bad, bad like... at
0: this. It's in 10 days. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, God, what's wrong with me? Um. So this doomsday,
2: 2012, uh, was the most significant since Y2K. Mm hmm. And for those of you who were not around during Y2K <laughs> and making me feel incredibly old, <clears throat> um, Y2K was in the late nineties. It was in 1999. People were freaking the hell out um, because Y2K, which stands for year 2000,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, people thought the world was truly going to end when the clock struck midnight and mm-hmm. we were out of the nineties. We were in a new millennia and People do you know were, why,
0: though? Why they thought it yes. was going to end? Do you, oh,
2: okay. I, I'm only doing notes on Doomsday Well, Christine. I thought that was
0: the end of it. So I waited and then you didn't say it. So I was like, oh, okay. I guess, okay. Well, I was going to ask you, do you remember Y2K? I like, think what was so. your
2: experience?
0: Oh, well, I was actually in Utah um, at a ski resort. Mm-hmm. Good way to go. <laughs> I know, right? For New Year's. And i was like i i keep hearing whispers about the world ending but then everyone started joking about it and we were at a piano bar at this like ski resort and we were all dancing and all of a sudden it was midnight and we were like well we're still here i mean i was like nine right like how old was i nine we were you were eight eight yeah yeah so i was like i was just having a good time what were you doing uh i also i think
2: i i I knew there were also whispers, but I didn't know how serious some people were taking it. Um I think, yeah, I think I, our parents
0: were probably like What's shielding not? us. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh shielding us and also a lot of people didn't, you know, weren't falling for it. A lot of people were falling for it. But people really did think, you know, when the at midnight everyone's at a New Year's Eve party, but at midnight the world's gonna end. And so I remember some people like not uh not going to New Year's Eve parties at that, yeah. that time because they were like we have to hunker down. Um, what do you think only... would
0: happen? Like that. Oh, actually, I do know.
2: So, um, anyway, I remember being at our neighbor's house for New Year's. I mean, it was a normal New Year's. I just remember hearing whispers, but I also don't think I knew what was going on because I was seven. But <laughs> uh, so, Y2K, this is because as of 1999, uh, people were worried about their computers because in. Th- uh up until this point computers and digital calendars always listed their data um with like a log of like a timestamp but the timestamp always had uh only two digits for the last for the year instead of four oh. digits so instead of saying uh you know send this thing out in on June 3rd 1998 it would just say 98 you right. know what i mean
0: like the yes. the comp-
2: it only registered the, like, code, as two the time digits.
0: code only had the two digits for the for the year.
2: Yes. So okay. uh, a lot of people thought that when 2000 hit, all of a sudden it would say zero zero, and the computer would not know what the zero zero meant. <laughs> and would meant. murder us all. <laughs> they thought it would either, like, maybe the computer would think it was 1900... three thousand like they thought the computer would would just revert back to binary and zero zero what if they thought
0: it was the year zero
2: they were like it's we're starting over it's jesus's birthday well so here's a quote about it uh trouble is when the computer's clock would strike two thousand the math can get screwy date-based equations like 98 minus 97 equals one but uh but that became zero zero <gasps> minus 97 oh. equals negative 97. So, okay, but all like s- who made the computer and was like, ah, uh, we won't need this till 2000? Or we won't. Well, I'll tell you, people have known about this problem since 1953. What? 19- Wait, and known so- about
0: this, like, non existent problem, or known about?
2: No, since 1953, people have been saying, should we do something about that? Cause what's going to happen when the calendar says zero? But zero? how is
0: there? There weren't, what are their computers in 1953?
2: I think they were like big old, Oh, you know, they were not today's computers, but machines, I guess. I don't know. Okay. But so, uh, date based equations like 98 minus seven equals one would become zero, zero minus 97 equals 90 negative 97. That can gotcha. prompt some computers to do the wrong thing and stop others from doing anything at all. So when midnight, hit and the year became 2000 a lot of people thought that computers would not know what time it was so they might not operate appropriately they might short circuit if they have to send something out or have to file something a certain way all of a sudden information would totally get lost our communications would go down um and this again like i said the problem was allegedly realized in 1953 where Mm. There's another quote they knew all the way back then that this would be a major problem that would only compound as more and more people, industries, and governments were reliant on computers so by nineteen ninety nine ah! when all of us are now using like the superhighway that is the internet and the super high
0: super highway <laughs> that's so good
2: all of a sudden, like there's so many people on a computer th- that's like the decade that all of us are getting like computers at home or we're about to so yes. so many people are now about to either lose their information or, or it's going to get saved the wrong way
0: <clears throat> right
2: right right. and you might think like oh my microsoft word document is going to get saved the wrong way but there were also like industries using like wall oh, street sure. all of a sudden their oh, computers right. would go down so and people... like i bet like
0: medical stuff like all yeah. sorts of things yeah
2: banking everything so people were freaking out that computers would just lose all their information or would like glitch on its own. They might catch on fire. They might send off the wrong, wrong signals or they might release the wrong codes to the wrong people. They were, nobody knew. And that was kind of the biggest that mystery of it all. That is a scary thought. I can see how that would be alarming. Yeah. And uh, so th- people thought there was going to be a global computer crash that would happen the second that midnight hit on New mm. Year's. Um, people thought because of this like i just said like the computers wouldn't know what to do they wouldn't know how to operate they thought in places like nasa their computers would glitch and like missiles would launch themselves oh, God. people thought the computers in planes would fail and so the whole system would fail and planes would fall out of the sky um and people treated this like truly the end of the world like yeah uh i mean i again only remember whispers because i was seven it but it was i did a little um looking back and i did a little googling of like how people prepared for y2k wow i mean there were people fully terrified preppers were having a field day preppers were like it's my moment they were like this is my moment um (laughs) this is a quote about time magazine from the assistant managing editor Time Magazine staff set up a generator-powered war room in the basement of the Time and Life building filled with computers and equipment ready to produce the magazine in case of a catastrophic breakdown of
0: electricity and communications. (gasps) So they were like, we want to be the only remaining magazine in the uh, apocalypse.
2: They were like, we're going to be able to still report. Which, like, by the way, no job is worth that. Like... (laughs) just like, for sure not just a reminder loyalty to a company is like not that intense like just yeah. if I the mean, world's I guess ending i do understand if you're
0: a journalist and you're like i we want to make sure we're we're able to like disseminate information to people like right like if no it makes sense the world it makes ends, sense if know.
2: you're Loyal to journalism and getting the news out there, and wanting to be a part of that—that's great. But also, like, <laughs> if 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 the world's ending, you're allowed to consider quitting your job. You know, if, if <laughs> I'm you sure they if thought you, about it. If you think the world is ending to a point where your company has built a war room <laughs> in a bunker somewhere, maybe like at least ask for a raise before you commit to writing more for them That's as fair. people are tolerating the aftermath of an apocalypse. That's fair. Um no, you're worth people that's all um so i also i asked Linda of course, of course i i said um give me a synopsis of what you remember people being like leading up to y two k yeah and she said people thought their computer she would gave i maybe if i said this is a quote for the podcast, she would have given me some more flowery stuff, but um all she said was people thought their computers wouldn't work and others thought the world would end think extremists it's like yeah girl that was that (laughs) we already knew that she passed Um, the test (laughs) she said the tech field was hiring programmers like crazy uh and the hardest part was (laughs) of course the hardest part was remembering to write two thousand on checks versus nineteen ninety nine. Okay, so that was a hair flip from my mother. <laughs> the hardest <But> part. <laughs> like I was so inconvenienced. I just just writing a check was difficult for me. I mean, so I she do
0: that literally every year I write the wrong date for like a month.
2: Yeah. She, so she um fully just apparently why she struggled. was Not it was not <laughs> of a concern to her until she had to write a check. So um. Despite her, though, there were several (laughs) preppers freaking the fuck out. Like I said, there were actual companies building bunkers to be able to continue after everything. People were throwing their computers out of windows and destroying machines because they thought, like, maybe their computers would come to life and control their homes. I mean, think of if that, if a Y2K scenario happened today with the technology we have. People would be running around collecting iPhones off the street and, like, laptops I mean this this was I mean I get that like computers in 99 were scary because they were so new and we didn't know how they worked but think of like how people panic now about Alexa's or like or like AI or AI <laughs> AI or like their or TikTok like oh they're watching you through your phone or whatever so yeah. like if we had a Y2K a technology is taking over the world fear today it would be it would make Y2K look, look like yeah. nothing. So yeah,
0: I agree. Let's like keep it on the DL, guys. I don't want to start. Th- like I don't have the energy for that. You know, not not today. We ha- to Christina has to take more zola first. On this, um, the day where of me being so tired. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Wait, can we put that on a shirt? <laughs> on this, the day of my cat's birthday. That's I remember hearing that like twenty years ago, and I still say it. This. Today,
2: on the day of my extra sleepiness, the day that I really <laughs> need a nap. D- <laughs> How dare you? Um. So anyway, people were freaking out. They were so scared. People were quitting their jobs because they really thought the world was ending and they were just going to do whatever they wanted for the last week. Um. In some places, uh, Christmas breaks were being uh, extended so people could leave earlier so they could oh, be home. Nice. Well, was so they could be home. Undis- uh... Oh, no. Yeah, they could be home on New Year's and then they could maybe need the extra time off to survive, you know? But they had to go
0: back (laughs) to school later, I guess. I know, but that's nice if you don't believe it and you're like, oh, okay. I'm not worried, but I got an extra week off.
2: But there were people freaking out. It also happened in 2012 where people were um, extending it the opposite way where Christmas break started earlier, so it was before December 21st. So interesting that they both happened like within a week of each other, you know, days wise. December twenty first and and December 30th.
0: Yeah, that's true. Christmas time.
2: <sighs> anyway, so it everyone was panicking, it or not everyone. I guess my mom was in the room drinking wine or something. Your mom was trying fine. to figure out how to write a check now <laughs> that it's two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like it wasn't hard to go from ninety eight to ninety nine, but going to <laughs> oh was crazy. Um, so when so okay y2k (laughs) happens christine was in utah i was i was dancing i was having a good time (laughs) at my neighbor's house
0: the ball drops and midnight hits and nothing happens um Uh, wait eva just texted in I turned off the lights right at midnight and convinced even my very tech savvy dad that something had happened. I'll never <gasps> pull a better prank. Oh That's my evil. lord, yeah. Eva's dad worked in like tech and IT. So like that is a big He had move. I should have asked P Gross what his opinion of you Y2K should. was. Well he we was like the lights all turned off and then I found out it was my daughter Eva. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's, that's crazy. That's like bold, though. That's like very brave. Uh, yeah. Yikes. Oy.
2: Well, well done, Eva. That's a prank that, that I wish I could. a good prank. If I could go back in time to
0: play a silly prank, I think I'd steal your idea and make he, my mom oh my be God. more scared. She said, <laughs> I remember him screaming, oh my gosh, it happened. <laughs> <laughs> no p gross
2: oh that <laughs> Poor is p. gross he didn't deserve that but he doesn't deserve this, i deserve but... the story though so but it was, a, I it was it was worth it for us for sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> well okay so midnight hits p gross is terrified screaming screaming uh and the rest of us are fine because nothing actually happened <laughs> and how embarrassing january 1st must have been for other people so awkward there had to be someone who was thinking like well the day's not over yet and it's like like someone had to give it up you know digging their heels you know anyway people were like well i guess it didn't happen and then like a bunch of embarrassing chuckles for
0: (laughs) for (laughs) the cross like i was only kidding right were you guys only kidding totally we didn't really believe it right <laughs> i feel
2: like i feel like in today's world wouldn't people just look to places with time zone changes
0: and be like did your computer fry oh, great. wait that's so smart oh like, i why remember me, anyone i was on that? i was in mountain time i think and i do remember people talking about that like has anyone heard from california like, i don't know what to tell you is did someone send an email on hotmail from california to, to tell us we're all okay
2: yeah did anyone use the one computer in this entire buildings for us to <laughs> maybe email general california
0: <laughs> someone get california on the horn
2: <laughs> so nothing happened and people eventually just kind of moved on to the next doomsday which was 2012 there's always gotta be one there's always one the second one's gone And especially, I mean, think about even. Again, I always find a way to bring up QAnon. (laughs) But think about even like just general conspiracy theorists that if something doesn't go as predicted, eventually you just say like, "Oh, well, I got the date wrong," or "Oh, it changed," or like, "Yeah,
0: oh, it was a misunderstanding. We just did the math wrong," or something. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Which, like, okay, so I shouldn't rely on you. I shouldn't trust you. it Doesn't seem like you know what you're doing. You're telling on yourself. Okay. Anyway. Um. So the next Doomsday Prophecy became 2012. So do you remember, we were in college at this point. Do you remember uh, hearing about 2012? Like, what was your experience with this?
0: Yeah, so I had 20. So that was actually the month I graduated, Um, 12 oh, okay. of, yeah, December of 2012. And I remember thinking, if this is the end and I just had to, like, do final exams. Like, all this work for nothing like like i will never forgive the universe um but that like uh that day december 21st um my ex-boyfriend dumped me in an airport so i was already having a bad day it was already Um, the end of the world as far as it was i don't know if it was on the 21st but it was that week um do you know what day of the week that was that december 21st 2012 I don't know, mm-hmm. whatever. I'll look it up. 2012. Do you remember hearing like, about it though? Like, because there were like years yeah. before 2012. Oh, it was a Friday. Would... That is the day. That is the day he dumped me in an airport. Yep. Uh oh, I remember good. everybody. Everybody <laughs> saying, um, uh, "Oh, it's the Mayan calendar has predicted it." That's what I remember. What do you remember?
2: I mean, I remember years leading up to it. Like even still in high school, people saying, "Oh, well, in 2012 the world." I remember 200. high school.
0: I guess that's true. People did talk about it. I forgot about and, that.
2: So it became a, a bit of, you know, this one day prophecy, which like we already, we we just did Y2K like eight years ago. Why are we already talking about
0: this thing now? Now I, I mean, got to worry for the next a, four years. Oh, I was going to say, isn't it literally 12 years ago? But I see what you're saying. Like, in, leading up to. Okay. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I remember people saying, oh, well, in 2012, the world's going to end, mm-hmm. the world's going to end. And I never understood why. I knew I had also heard my cal- encounter. <laughs> but that was Mind really calendar, Yeah. So the 2012 prediction was heavily based on the Maya long count calendar, which I learned, by the way, that it's Maya, not Mayans. Um, Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, I feel like I should know that.
2: Apparently, based on English, Mayan sounds right, but it's actually Maya, unless you're saying, unless you're talking about language, then it's a Mayan language of the Maya people.
0: Right, like a Mayan calendar of the Maya people. So,
2: yeah, so this is the Maya Long Count calendar. Gotcha. And there's often this false narrative that people believe, which was <laughs> you and me involved, yeah. that Maya culture is this ancient civilization which it was it was an ancient it is an ancient culture. But the thought was it was an ancient culture and all the people were totally wiped out and mm. they had some crazy prophecies and the fact that they're gone how could they not see this coming or did they see this coming and they just left the earth like it was they were like a like an advanced knowledge civilization and it became very uh you know yeah louder louder and bigger than it needed to be right but so the mystery was always they, they always predicted that 2012 would be the end of the world and because their, their calendars just stop there. Their calendars just stop. And so they must have either died themselves before they could finish the calendar or they just knew that was the end. And right. then they, like, left the planet. Or I don't know whatever they decided to come (laughs) up with planet yeah whatever they decided on (laughs) so it was just truly i mean also we were 16 year olds i'm sure whatever version i heard was just so so
0: off in so many ways exactly we weren't like trying to find the most like respectable way to discuss the maya people like exactly at 16 definitely not
2: especially because we had all heard that it was this ancient civilization and all the people were wiped out from some disaster we don't even know about but maya culture is still around and has over six million descendants in central america alone so well when
0: i went to belize i met so many people who were like oh uh, yeah that's my family i'm part maya and it was so cool because like i got such a better insight than like just the fucking school like playground gossip obviously from my my youth it just it just, like, goes against everything we were taught
2: of, like, oh, they were wiped out and they, they don't exist, they exist anymore. They never it's tell like, us
0: what it all meant.
2: Yeah. It's like, they're right fucking here. What are you talking about? Uh, so, of course, good old USA did not care about that little plot hole that no. the Maya people are very much still with us. Um, that doesn't but, sound right. <laughs> okay. Just denying it to their faces. We've never done that before. Um. <laughs> So in the nineteen seventies, New Age spiritualists started talking a lot about Central American mysticism and ancient mm. beliefs with no backing, no real sources.
0: Uh that seems can right. you believe it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. right. Shocking.
2: In particular, people focused on ancient Maya culture because they thought uh it's people had advanced knowledge about the secrets of the universe and humanity and where we I love how belong. we give them the
0: credit of being like these genius whatever but then we're like but shut up we're telling your story you know what i mean yeah. like oh wow <laughs> exactly. they were so wise and all this but then like we refuse to oh, imagine
2: whatever. going up to Amaya person and saying oh they if only they were still with us they were so <laughs> exactly. smart it's and a then little, Amaya it's person's a person's like i'm right here i'm the smarty pants in the room to tell you i exist as a person right in front of you <laughs> And I can just see the, the spiritualist going, shh. Yeah. Sh-
0: hey, it's, will you be quiet? We're having a conversation over here. Yeah, exactly. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. I know I've talked about it before, but we received the most lovely gift basket from Fun Love. First of all, I didn't know what it was at first, and then when I pulled out offer that includes a 4 week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale no long term commitments or contracts just go to stamps.com click the microphone at the top of the page and enter code drink
2: Anyway so this all by looking into quote maya mysticism uh this led to a resurgence of uh, a sect of new ageism called mayanism which focused on alleged maya beliefs and knowledge again with no research or maya people (laughs) backing it as sources so we just called it mayanism there it is there it is uh some followers of this believed that maya people had made contact with aliens uh others thought that maya people knew a (laughs) great white aryan race from atlantis oh Um, good And those people taught them advanced agriculture and how to build pyramids. So, of course, of course, if it wasn't already fucked up enough, the white people said our ancestors
0: actually taught them how to build pyramids. They're only really wise because white people told them how to be, or aliens. There's really no in between.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's either otherworldly or Mm -hmm. white people from Atlantis. Yeah. But white people. Like, what a weird sleight of hand
0: to distract you of, like, well,
2: they're from Atlantis.
0: Ooh. But it's crazy. "Mm, so but they're an s- Aryan race let's not forget
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> and they're the Yikes. reason that anyone else could thrive apparently in mysticism sure sure of course
0: um
2: so specifically what people focus on the most in this Maya mysticism was the Maya long count calendar which okay. did exist but people yeah. just really ran with it um So they followed this the most out of anything else of Maya culture because uh, the ancient Maya peoples were known to be highly skilled expert astronomers, expert uh, mathematicians, and they created some of the most accurate timekeeping systems that we've ever known still. Right. So uh, people looked at the calendar and was like, well, this has to be right. We can track everything that's going to happen. Sure. Um. And there are actually a few calendars that we that people use in different areas. There's one in Guatemala that is uh, a Maya calendar that's 260 days long um, wow. instead of 365. But the, the long count one is the one that we care about. Okay. Um, so the calendar we're used to, the 365 days, it's very cyclical. It's very quick, ironically, because in my mind, 365 days is very
0: long. Feels pretty damn long.
2: But it's those are still short spurts where every 365 days, time essentially repeats itself on paper, where, oh. you know, you go back yeah. to January and you start over. And we're sure. able to live through multiple sets of that rotation. That makes sense. Um, but the Maya long count calendar is linear and just never, there's no, there's no circular going <gasps> oh, back to a date. It just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. So it's not really a calendar. I didn't know that. Uh, like we know it. It's more just a list of days counting since creation. Got it. And time is broken up very differently on this calendar. So that way we're able to, it's more palatable for us. Um, I wish I knew how to describe it better. I'll, I I got a picture. I'll, I'll show it to you in a second, but let me try to describe it before I send you this picture. Okay. Um the way that you would look at a date according to uh, the long count calendar, it wouldn't, there wouldn't be a month and there wouldn't be days in that month. And there wouldn't mm-hmm. instead it would be um. their time is broken up into a certain amount of days, which end up as a certain week, a certain amount of weeks become like essentially uh, I guess a month. There's um. the smallest quantifier. On this calendar is 20 days that you and I would know. Those days are called kins. Days are kins. Mm. So 20 kins equals a weenol. So it's not really a full month. It's just 20 days. So it's almost like three Mm -hmm. weeks for us. But that's a weenol. 18 of those, or 18 sets of three weeks, uh, becomes a tune. 20, I don't expect you to remember this, but just to give everyone an idea, 20 tunes becomes 7,200 days or a, a cartoon. So it's called 20 tunes is a cartoon. 20 okay. cartoons is a baktun, tune and a baktun. tune. Eventually just to give you a rough number of a baktun, tune that is around, it's almost 400 years. It's wow. 394 okay. and a quarter years. Wow. Um, and the long count calendar was 13 baktuns. tunes. Okay. Like the, and then the calendar ends after 13 Boktoons. I see, I see, I see. So in total, 13 Boktoons is 1,872,000 days or just over 5,100 years. Dang. Um, I watched Hank Green. I uh, love him. <laughs> and this was pre-2012. He was explaining why people thought the world was going to end. Oh, It's very weird because in the video he says, if you're watching this after 2012, and I'm like, ooh, a lot longer. (laughs) Um, But so this is a a quote from him. Uh, The Maya people used this calendar to count the days since the last creation because the Maya believed that we are currently living in the fourth creation. Apparently there were creations before us, and there's some deity history there I'm unaware of, but our creation is the fourth one. Right. Some scientists did the math and actually figured out that the date of the last creation since we got here was thirty one fourteen b c on fun fact august eleventh okay um so that was so last creation began a long time ago, and we right. were very quickly coming up on the thirteenth and final the end of the thirteenth and final box I see okay. And so people didn't know what happens after that because does the calendar just reset and we do another 13 baktuns or did they just not get around to it like why did it stop right And very quickly people just thought like oh something must have happened to keep them from continuing to write or something I like see. that I see Yeah And that is how we ended up uh with this doomsday because if you on a calendar write out the dates of the date that becomes the let me let me show it to you and maybe you can actually yeah. help me talk like explain it to people who don't have their computer on them this is a, a hank green original screenshot <laughs> yeah an og <laughs> so this is what a date would look like from the Maya long count
0: calendar okay this is what the date would look like on a my Maya- uh
2: Long so cal- the calendar,
0: the 12, so
2: it, remember I said like time was like broken up into, uh, like, mm-hmm. Bach tunes, like all those things. segments. Yeah. So each one is a different thing. So it goes from biggest to smallest. And it's just to give you a more specific date. So we're in the 12th baktun. tune. Uh, the, the number that we're looking at, by the way, is like 12, 18, six, 16, two. And the twelfth it represents twelve bach tunes. The eighteen represents the one underneath that, and underneath that, and
0: underneath that. So it becomes so it like, like narrows a, down almost to, to show a more you what specific day we're date. on. Got yeah. it. Um, and we can so put that like on Instagram. If, so it's like as if we were to say, it's the year twenty twenty, or it's like the century, the whatever century. The specific year twenty twenty-three, the specific month is this, the mm-hmm. specific day, this so it's just like more specific as the numbers exactly. go on. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It. So
2: it's a it looks like a lot of numbers, but it it as as the more numbers are, the more defined it gets on what day ah, we're on. I see. And the number that he used as an example was twelve, eighteen, six, sixteen, two. But uh if you look at the date December twenty first, two thousand twelve, aka Doomsday, that was thirteen zero 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 zero. It was the beginning.
0: Of oh, okay. Thirteen I see.
2: being so, we would have then fallen into the end of the thirteenth Bach tunes We would be okay. At thirteen. So <clears throat> people and it was the last free... one
0: they had discussed. So it was and it like, was
2: what exactly. happens now.
0: Okay, I understand. Sorry, I didn't mean to over-explain that, but I... No, I, no, I mean, I, I think you did a really good job. I really, like, I actually really understand it.
2: Without a visual for most people, I, I'm just trying very hard over here. So no, you're doing good. Thank you. So if people freaked out. They didn't know if that just means the calendar com- like reverts back or is this the end of the world. Um, right. It also happened to fall on the winter solstice, which, you know, made it more significant to some people. And this theory actually gained popularity back in the 80s and 90s, but the advent of the internet is what made this theory super popular, especially <laughs> uh-huh. when especially when on the internet, like on the computer is where Y2K happened, or that's what everyone was afraid of. So Y2K happens. Now everyone goes back on their computer being like, well, I guess nothing happened. And people are on the forums, They're Reddit like not is there. So fast. YouTube. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure it was they didn't have the word back then, but it was probably trending online right. that people were talking about the end of the world. And so people were looking it up on the internet and found a whole new way to They're like, like, not dig their heels in. Yeah. uh, so personally for 2012 i remember people going nuts this was my version of
0: y2k that i have some understanding of i remember I, think I watched the hank green video i'm pretty sure i remember being oh, like really? guys this isn't but my school was also like so nerdy and like whatever that i think everybody was like you guys actually the mayan calendar you know i think yeah everyone like immediately was like if you believe that you're dumb so i was like okay i don't know well
2: I remember people freaking out, not around me, but I remember hearing about it everywhere. This was also probably different than Y2K because everyone had internet now, right? That is true. So it was probably hotter than Y2K. It was
0: actually trending places. People had phones in their pocket at this point. Our our age was online and being like oh no this one's the real why like i feel like when Mm -hmm. we were younger it it wasn't relevant but now like our generation's using the internet and talking about it yeah some of us had memories of y2k Mm -hmm. so it was
2: just like something uh, like a jumping point um i remember going into stores and seeing ads everywhere for like survival boot camps which apparently like shit apparently their numbers went up like crazy or their clientele went up like crazy i remember hearing that like bunkers were being made years in advance like in 2007 and 8 people were making bunkers that would be ready by 2012 i remember there being um at our the grocery store that was at my school was called harris teeter and i remember they just had like overflow of like freeze-dried emergency food as like they're the thing they were trying to sell (gasps) off the racks and it was i mean people were buying it like crazy thinking that they needed emergency food oh lord do you know what my favorite i remember heidi and spencer of the hills (laughs) yeah of course they i remember reading something someone fact check me. That they like they I'm so
0: excited to hear whatever this is.
2: <laughs> apparently they spent like most of the money they made from the Hills like on purpose because they thought 2012 was the end of the
0: world. No. Me. Oh, so they you mean not on like a prepper. You mean they spent it just to be like, well the world's ending. We might as just well get, go out with a bang. Yeah. Girl, uh what? No I think Heidi
2: thinking Spencer twenty twelve money i don't know what to type in i think that's probably good okay huff post heidi montag spencer pratt spent 10 million dollars anticipating <gasps> mayan apocalypse
0: 10 million dollars i mean that's a lot of that's a lot of dollars okay
2: in a recent interview pratt revealed he and Ma- montag spent all their cash before doomsday oh <gasps> so you were 100 percent right we've made and spent at least 10 million dollars the thing is we heard that the planet was going to end in 2012 we thought we've got to spend this money before the asteroid hits dude uh come on here's some advice this is a quote for them here's some advice definitely do not spend your money thinking asteroids are coming uh great i needed that information thank Uh, you I would give my friends fifteen grand for their birthday. Christine, are you listening? Um, just cash. I would I would buy I, people, I would buy people cars. Every valet I met got a couple of hundred pounds tip. I would pay people two hundred dollars just to open doors for us. Which holy like, shit. They were people were like, Whoa, these
0: guys are really generous.
2: <laughs> yeah, they had to have like in today's world where there's like TikTokers that are servers and they talk about serving celebrities. Oh if- yeah. I wonder if they're like oh shit like if I ever there must have been
0: rumors in the serving industry of like, imagine like in 2013 though when they tip like a normal 20% you're like what the fuck I thought you gave out hundreds (laughs) (laughs) Uh, anyway wow so that was my favorite I remember hearing about that and being like what and that is bananas I had no idea and 10 10 million is like a shockingly large amount of money like I will, wow, wow I'll never know that. I'll never know I, that. number. I just thought you were gonna say like, oh, they spent like a hundred thousand dollars right before but ten million, like they were trying to go through I <sighs> I remember something about them like trying to
2: blow through everything they'd ever made, which is like, I just, like wild, because like what if you're wrong and the like world what? ends and you've got a mansion that you have to like pay rent on or something. I don't That's know how like, buying a mansion works, but um. <laughs> probably, probably <laughs> like that. That sounds right.
0: You're still <laughs> renting. Yeah. <laughs> you're still, I mean, don't those fucking YouTubers rent mansions? Like, I think people do. Anyway, I thought that was
2: crazy. So people really did think the world was a lot of people thought the world was ending, especially the people who. <laughs> have really, like, leaned into this after they believed in Y2K, and that didn't happen. So now they're really almost probably hoping for it, just so they're not proven wrong twice. Um, One guy actually spent more than $100,000 building his own Noah's Ark, which, like, how is that going to
0: help? Who said a flood is coming? He's like, oh, you said a meteor? I thought you said a flood. It's like, boy. Yeah, and, like, are you you really... We've all also thought
2: like Noah really collected two of every animal. Like, was this guy <laughs> going to do that, or was he? Did he just want a fucking ark? You know, he's just like, I have my dog. That's it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I think that was kind of crazy. There were NASA scientists who were getting asked constantly about if an asteroid was coming, oh, um, if the world was ending. There's one NASA scientist named David Morrison who said that he was getting emails from adults. And children saying that they wanted to know how the world was going to end so they could accordingly plan to end the suffering in advance. Oh, if you
0: what? Know what I'm saying. Oh yeah. my gosh. Oh no. So people were truly
2: prepping to hurt themselves and end their own lives before the actual end of the world came so, so they didn't have sad. to suffer. People were also apparently reaching out to him on advice on. I'm so sorry, Christine, on when to euthanize their animals. Oh my God. Oh. To prevent them from suffering ahead of time. And those that's just a couple people that sent in emails like that. Imagine the people who really just did it. You know?
0: Uh, I was gonna say, and you know that where there's like a couple examples of that, Mm -hmm. it's probably more widespread. And that's fucking terrifying. And it probably there's someone out there who
2: probably did something and they That's thought they so were so sad saving their pets, maybe saving their families because <sighs> they thought they were, it was a more peaceful way. I don't know. That is so sad. Um, discovery channel put out a television documentary about it, uh, about the 2012 theory, but it only freaked people out even more. So <laughs> like, I mean, not to like have brought such a bummer into this, but really people were freaking out. I mean, it was like a
0: genuine it's like a it's like a good example of like how serious people took this. It wasn't just like kids on the playground like us being like, ah, you know. It wasn't just Heidi and Spencer. It was And it wasn't just Heidi and Spencer. It was people
2: truly contemplating their lives. And also like (sighs) think of the I, I I think it was probably already not very ethical then but think of today's world think of how companies would be like exploiting like bunker businesses and like oh place your stocks here or do this i feel like it would become Imagine almost TikTok like talk would be just a uh, nightmare <laughs> oh my god and you know eventually there's going to be
0: another doomsday thing and we're going to it i mean we just it, had so. 2020 i feel like everyone's exhausted from the doomsday thing but in probably five years you, they're going to be like hey remember when we all <laughs> thought the world was ending
2: <laughs> think of the <laughs> generation that, that hasn't Think of the generations that haven't even been born yet, and one day they're going to be like, our parents in twenty twenty just got to like work from home, like wow, to be them, to live like them, and they're like totally negating like why we had to be home. They're probably
0: just going to think it's really sad because they don't have to work at all because we live in twenty twenty. They're like they had to keep working. Like, what's that like? (sighs) So, uh, one theory actually.
2: Uh, one, the, so now i'm going to give you some theories about why the calendar predicted this would be the end of the world
0: okay. um
2: and by the way the calendar did not predict that this was yeah, the right, end of the right. world to be fair Still, that was be, the
0: interpretation of a select number people, of people
2: just saw that a calendar ended can you imagine someone not totally understanding like a normal I u.s everyday uh, calendar a, and a they Gregorian saw December... calendar <laughs> <laughs> and they saw December 31st and went, oh, my God, that's got to be the end. It's like, no, you just don't know how, to f- how a fucking calendar works. Like, yeah, yeah. We, that... we go back afterwards. <laughs> we started it all over again. It's really fun. Yeah, exactly. So one of the theories uh, as to why the world's ending is people thought there was some sort of galaxy alignment problem. People thought that the Milky Way. I do Way... remember that. I remember that. So the Milky Way is shaped like a disk. And okay. it is a thousand light years thick, and it is a hundred thousand light years wide. She's a big girl. She's a big Jeez. girl. Jeez. And uh, the sun is thirty light years from the center of the Milky Way, and it moves around. So it, one trip takes around two hundred million years. Okay. In the very center of our galaxy is a supermassive black hole, and the sun is always super aligned with it in black some way.
0: Hole yeah you know, that's my favorite song <laughs> what are you talking about it's a song by muse and one time you covered black holes and i was like super massive and you were like why do you keep doing that and i was like <laughs> okay. it's a
2: song i'm apparently still there because i forgot that conversation and now two times in a row i've been like what
0: yeah, i'm sure you know it i probably oh, baby, do i'm a fool for you okay now maybe mind. I'll stop. keep going no no! <laughs> no don't if you say it one more time i will so let's stop right now
2: <laughs> so people i guess the sun always aligns with the center of the galaxy but sometimes the earth also aligns and all three of them are in a row okay. um apparently this won't happen again for like four million years that's probably good um, but people it did happen I guess, in December 21st, 2012, the sun was crossing the galactic equator, which is such a badass sentence. And people thought that meant that all three might line up and if they did, this would disrupt Earth's gravity and thus
0: destroy the planet. You know, I bet um, that's why people were scared, too, because when you put it in these, like, fancy words that, pe- like, a layperson wouldn't understand, mm-hmm. like, it's tempting to be like, oh, well, you would know better than I would. You know what I mean? Like, if mm-hmm. someone can explained it so convincingly, I'd probably be like, oh, that doesn't sound good. Yeah. I mean, I all it takes is big
2: words for me to check out and just kind for of roll sh- with whatever you're saying. You're so, like, yep, got it. <laughs> I'm easy to trick, I'll tell you. So, <laughs> another theory is the Planet X conspiracy where there's this author named Zakaria Stitchin, which sounds like a Harry Potter name, which it's like, what a badass. Ad- How mystical. Like, oh, I'm Zakaria Stitch- Stitchin. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, I'm just oh M. Schultz. Mind. I'm so embarrassed.
0: Just, <laughs> I'm just M. Schultz and I hate myself now. <laughs> Thanks like, a lot.
2: Do, whatever you have to say you're right and i you just... are
0: correct
2: <laughs> so this author um he wrote the 12th planet and he also translated ancient sumerian texts which apparently spoke of an additional planet in our solar system we did not know about
0: oh my um
2: he claimed that the text suggested an alien race called the Anunnaki on a planet called nibiru Oh, okay. okay. I don't know how true this is. Let's it's be clear. starting to sound like Star Trek a little bit, it's giving QAnon a little bit. Um, yeah. but maybe they're right, and I don't know. But I have never heard of it before. I'm gonna need some extra facts before I fall yeah. for it. He says that the that this alien race um, visited Earth thousands of years ago. They actually were in control of us, and eventually turned us into humans from apes. So. I immediately don't believe this. Um, yeah. just so we're clear, Wrong. so this immediately wipes out evolution. Let's be clear on that. Yeah. Eventually, they left Earth, but now they're coming back. That's the theory. And one believer of this claimed that he's actually made uh, that they've actually made telepathic contact with this alien race, and they told her that Nibiru and Earth would soon collide into each other, and apparently that would happen in two thousand three it obviously did not happen and then she changed her tune and was like oh actually it'll be 2012 so there's the theory right? okay
0: sure um i many not many convinced.
2: people <laughs> i also especially since 2012 was 11 years ago and we're still here i'm really not right. convinced right just um, maybe one more bullet and i'll fall for it but <laughs> yeah also um astronomers and astrophysicists both said that this w- could have never even been true because if another planet was about to collide into ours it would have been the brightest thing in the sky and we would have oh. seen it with our naked eyes. Um another theory is that there's this red supergiant star called Betelgeuse. Love her. Mm, yeah,
0: and about Betelgeuse.
2: This star apparently is dying and when a star is dying it can go into supernova and that's supposed to happen very far from now like hundreds of thousands of years. Oh, okay. A, when a star goes into supernova it's when the outside of the star explodes which that is my version of a dad explaining something because if your dad were here he would I take so like, appreciate this three hours to explain what a supernova was
0: i'm Mia's so just... Thinkf- you mean if eva's dad was here i i don't right. know i'm sure my dad doesn't know how a fucking supernova works but
2: i'm i'm talking to you the way that I, we wish our dads would talk to us about thank cars thank you um, car goes boom With a supernova, star goes goes boom. Um, (laughs) Oh, see, now it all makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So uh, people thought that since the super giant star is dying, maybe it would go into supernova, and that would happen on Doomsday. Which, like, it's so wild that they were like, well, maybe since that day already has so much bad written all over it, that will just be the day that a star explodes, even though it's not supposed to happen for 100,000 years. Right, right, right. Even if it did happen... Scientists have told us it's way too far away. It would have not affected us. And people thought that this would cause the world anyway to experience geomagnetic reversal, a.k.a. the magnetism of the Earth would flip. North would become oh, south. No, Our compasses would freak bad. out. We wouldn't know how to travel anywhere. Our maps would be fucked up. We would, That sounds bad. Uh, GPSs would glitch out because of that. Again, planes would fall out of the sky. It sounds and like similar to the Y2K thing mm-hmm they also said that if the star went into supernova then we would have solar storms Uh-oh. which would come in and burn us alive um oh, cool <laughs> reminder for future potential doomsday predictions geomagnetic reversals don't just happen it happens like once every like 40 million years oh really um and when it has happened the world did not end so oh, i wonder
0: how what do you know like what does happen that just sounds like it would be terrible but i guess not
2: um. Well, uh, 40 million years ago, GPS is glitched out for sure. Uh, oh. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. My TomTom I don't know. Tom isn't working.
2: Yeah. Oh, wait. <laughs> TomTom <laughs> is a 2012 reference for <laughs> to sure. To be
0: fair, you put me in that headspace, yeah. If you don't know what a
2: TomTom is, think Google Maps, but just
0: fucking terrible. Um, think Garmin. Just kidding. You don't know what that is either. <laughs> 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 womp womp.
2: Um. Another theory is that the, uh, I guess the sun has an 11 year cycle and at its peak activity that is called the solar maximum. This feels like I'm talking about a wizard's quest. It really
0: feels like you're saying a different band name every five minutes. Yeah. Solar maximum would be a great band name. Solar maximum. <laughs> um
2: that apparently also caused solar storms and flares and these solar storms would cause massive blackouts it would take down our global communication it would damage transformers and equipment and it would take years to repair oh it would Lord. be very apocalyptic if we had a solar storm um apparently in 2012 but in July uh a powerful solar storm actually did just barely miss earth and oh it no that's not a good sign uh it would have been really bad if it actually hit earth but it was
0: perfect timing to start
2: terrifying us for like three months from then or whatever gonna say, like, i
0: could see why people would be like well look at that solar flare yeah exactly
2: like that could have been bad the other mm-hmm. one isn't going to miss us so <laughs> december 21 2012 shows up and nothing happens and people are like oh what the fuck like twice now this is happening twice oh, i'm being come embarrassed on. Since then, people have um, had a whole bunch of theories as to why we missed the apocalypse because they refused to believe it just didn't happen. Um, so my f- personal favorite, which you already kind of nodded to, okay, and we all have, I think most people oh, have heard this, I've certainly heard this, is that, uh, oh, well, our calendars were just off. It's like, okay. So yeah, then yeah. one would think maybe even the, quote, Mayan calendar also yeah. was something we shouldn't read into, but whatever. Um, but people said our Gregorian calendar is off. And if you add up all the, it's off by a certain amount of days. And if you add up the days over time, uh, we actually ended up being eight years off of our calendar. And so very interestingly, 2012 actually happens in 2020, which is. They weren't wrong. And that, that one gives me a little. Shiver me timbers because I was about to say, I think I just got goose cam
0: like, really seriously. That's
2: that's a little creepy. That would be interesting. I don't know if I f- fully believe it, but it is a very silly coincidence. And also, it's I do remember that's creepy, people, dude. I remember people saying that way before 2020. If I only started hearing about it on 2020, I'd be like, oh, now we're looking for explanations. Yes. But, but I do remember people saying, oh, 2020 is the year. That one's really going to mess us and up of course because we were like, years off. Boy who cries,
0: cried wolf. So we're like, okay, yeah, 2020, so scary. <laughs> and then it like, yeah, uh, ends up actually being a nightmare. <laughs> if you predict something's going to happen every year, eventually you're going to be right. So that's a um... fair point. That is a fair point. <laughs> like, eventually something terrible is going to happen.
2: <laughs> but man, 2020, I mean, how many, t- I don't think there's a person out there these days who hasn't said 2020 felt like the end of the world it like was the end apocalypse. of the world to a lot of people it was Dude, it literally. was certainly it was certainly symbolically metaphorically the end of a world we knew because yes, fair point time has changed since and we really can't go back to a world pre-2020 i mean we can yes. try but people are going to talk about it um so however as bad as things are if that's true, we technically survived the apocalypse. If twenty twenty is twenty twelve, yeah, we survived. But in, instead of um, here's another theory too: is like, oh well, did we survive the apocalypse? Like, was that the rapture? And all of us that have survived, are we just like leftovers? The heathens unite. <laughs> and uh. Instead of choosing another date to prepare for because 2012 technically didn't happen, I guess they picked 2020, but some conspiracy theorists just thought like, oh, 2012 did happen. Like, I wonder if they just like after Y2K and 2012, they were like, we don't want to pick a third date. Yeah, they were like, this is getting really embarrassing, guys. We need to dig our heels in and double down. So they tried to gaslight us even harder and they were like, no, the (laughs) end of the world happened and you just didn't notice. Um, Sorry, awkward. You didn't even notice. And that really is their theory that the world ended Seriously. in 2012 and we just don't know it. What do you and even this... mean? Not you, them. So this theory took off in 2019 on Twitter. That seven years ago in 2012. Okay. The end of the world happened. And since then, we have been shifted into a simulation.
0: Oh, okay. Well, now you're talking. Now I'm like, yeah. maybe. <laughs> I was Could like, be. You're not into it, but you're about to be into it. So like literally the moment my boyfriend dumped me in an airport, it was like, (laughs) yeah, you dissociating was actually you being uploaded to a new game software. It's been so much better ever since. So I don't mind at all. I'm happy to be here.
2: (laughs) So apparently our minds, when uploaded to the simulation, didn't notice the time shift. And so it felt like our lives didn't change at all. Um, that's a very this...
0: convenient
2: <laughs> explanation
0: we just isn't, it always con- noticed.
2: isn't it always convenient with a conspiracy theorist of like Fair oh place. it was it happened and you didn't even notice and so you, there's no way to prove
0: that I'm wrong it's yeah like, it's like okay. there's, yes it's always that double-edged thing of like well you can't not prove it
2: yeah it's like okay I guess <laughs> so well, let me smile through this pain so <sighs> if this shift into a simulation did happen yeah This is also where conspiracy theorists just are grasping at straws to make points. But I guess if I were a a conspiracy theorist, I would probably fall for it. I'd at least think, oh, that's a nice touch to your creativity. People think in this shift into, into a simulation, it would explain things such as glitches in the Matrix or mass memory errors like the Mandela effect because our consciousness there might it might have been warped during the shift that's kind of creepy we're all trying to remember a time before now and
0: it's all kind of cluttered and the one thing we remember is the series Berenstain Bears that's all we can remember
2: bingo bingo anyway I do think that's
0: creative it's a good It it is it's creative don't get me wrong
2: Another theory about the simulation is that in 2012, another big thing that people talked about was the existence of the Higgs boson particle being confirmed. Um, do you remember hearing about that at all? Yeah, I remember that being a humongous deal. Um, it is you a big deal.
0: Explain um, it to me again.
2: All I I I know that like I heard stories about like it's going to be the reason we can time travel one day and all like, crazy yeah, it stuff. Was, like it became like a, a sensation i uh stephen hawking said that it would also it had the potential to lead to the entire universe's destruction
0: so oh and then we're like we time travel yeah. it's like get me <laughs> out of like, here is anyone listening
2: <laughs> uh apparently if it wanted to or if it did dis- destroy the universe it would create a vacuum that ate the entire universe um i like so how you maybe said if it
0: wanted to <laughs> like if it had free will, if it was um, hungry enough, it could eat the entire universe.
2: I've been that hungry. It's. Possible. I mean, to be
0: fair, you might be this particle,
2: so maybe that did happen, and we got eaten into our universe, and somehow got shifted into a different reality, or maybe that's when we got uploaded into the simulation, so we wouldn't feel the pain of being eaten up in a black oh, hole. That's nice. That's thoughtful. <laughs> Some people believe this shit, and it's crazy. It's My a little pers- much. Here's my personal favorite, and I want to believe it's so fucking bad, and you'll okay. know why. Some people think that the simulation is being run by our future descendants observing what life was like before them. Ew! I just got chills. So it's like they're going through Ew. a photo album of us, but they're playing Sims with us.
0: So are we... Can you hear me? Hello? We are, are, are we becoming you. self-aware. <laughs> are you gonna put me in a pool and take out the ladder now? Because I've becoming so self-aware. Get me out, please. Hassafla! Hossaflo! <laughs> <laughs> I want out. <laughs>
2: um anyway, that's my personal favorite that like our own descendants are in charge of what happens to us, which that's is incredibly so creepy. Weird. Yeah. Um and a final theory is that if the world has already ended there there's a chance by the way there's no chance
0: but um (laughs) okay
2: that the only reason that that our simulation the simulation we're in was created because our reality split when 2012 did end so the end of the world happened doomsday apocalypse and our consciousness somehow split from our physical body and now we are living in a world created by a mass consciousness and in the other world where our physical bodies are, they died in 2012. And all of our brains are just ghost consciousness Ew. of who we
0: were. Ew, what? Super okay. creepy. Did you ever watch Severance, that show? Mm-hmm. It's so like if you, it's really good. It's really really good. It has um, Adam Scott in it as the lead, and it's mm. it's kind of like a dystopian, like creepy sci-fi like series, but it's really good. Um, but basically, the concept, and this is not a spoiler, but the concept is that it's like a dystopian world where um, you can split yourself or create, put your consciousness into like uh, another version of yourself that goes to work, but mm. that. But you don't know what happens at work, and your work pers- your work self, doesn't know what happens at home. So I have not split. seen the show, so but it seems lovely in practice. I'm yeah, I'm sure, that's I'm kind sure of that's the, the point. Is like, of course, it's like supposed to be like utopian, and then it's like, but you're putting a consciousness. Mm-hmm that you just don't you can ignore it but then it's like stuck forever at work so also part of you is always there it's very creepy it's like a very creepy concept and they do such a good job where they it's kind of like they start to like realize what's going it's it's a good spooky show if anyone needs like a something sounds really cool it's very good um and adam scott is so good in like a drama believe it or not
2: i could believe that for sure Mm um also the drama parks and rec he was incredible and so
0: fair point the the heavy hard-hitting drama parks the ups the downs oh so so many so many um so
2: a lot of people think that apparently we split off and we're just living in a world created by our our own psyches and our bodies are dead somewhere um (sighs) this could very well have been caused in this theory by the hadron collider or the the accelerator that showed us that the Higgs boson particle was possible Um, many conspiracy theorists think that the Hadron Collider has the ability to get us to time travel, space travel, astral travel and so they think maybe the machine malfunctioned (gasps) and warped our reality or maybe other realities are seeping in a la Stranger Things Spooky Um, Fun fact, in 26 Nope in 2016 my brain just exploded in 26. apparently <laughs> um, in 26 i was like what's that fun fact in 2016 uh-huh. um, they had to turn off the accelerator because of a power outage caused by a weasel who chewed on one of the cords is it jeff the mongoose no but it's e- definitely but- jeff the mongoose <laughs> It could, maybe
0: what no, it's okay, i what am the say. ninth
2: dimension actually that yeah, i tracks. mean literally
0: he's like i am not getting enough attention hello like that's me
2: <laughs> that actually tracks fully that he's from another reality <laughs> um, and he decided to fucking chew the wire and end the world because of it It's <laughs> like, get me back to my own town um <laughs> here's the silly thing after 2016 when a weasel chewed through one of the transformers or something and shut a town this happened again. Another weasel at some huh? point. Sh- How many weasels are in this fucking lab? Well, who's letting all these weasels in? And also, if you're trying to break in to see the hadron collider, apparently you can do it via weasel. Like I would. Oh,
0: good point. You know, like, tie a GoPro onto your weasel. They'll find out. That's for what you. I'm saying.
2: Like <laughs> a la Home Alone, use your RC controlled weasel. Yes. They're apparently not noticing
0: the rampant there's weasel. Problem. Apparently, there's an there's a hole they haven't found where they're getting in in and out. So. It's Are they possible. just
2: like going in and like fucking around with the Higgs boson particle and there's just like weasels all <laughs> over the place and they just don't even, they're like, ah, just it again. <laughs> anyway, oh, apparently Lord. twice it has happened. But then conspiracy theorists have been like which finally I agree with a the conspiracy <laughs> theorist, they're like, there's no fucking way that like one of the most max security science labs had two different weasels on two different days chew through the hadron collider okay. that is in charge of our higgs boson particle so they're saying and it's a fucking conspiracy so they're thinking it's a cover-up for like maybe <sighs> the machine malfunctioned in a different way and caused this split oh, in reality boy. and they're like just using weasels they're as like, an excuse
0: another weasel it worked the first time when we told you
2: eventually some like pet control has to be brought out right like animal control has to go imagine <laughs> Just... them
0: being like we can't tell them it was another like if it really was another weasel and they're like they're literally not going to believe us and it's like well
2: i get that there's like a like it's a lab so maybe they have like mice or something but if you told me yesterday that there were weasels there i wouldn't have even it's I a rampant weasel thought... problem
0: like, why are two loose where are there more where are maybe they? it's the same one m maybe he's just like fucking maybe he's having, wily he's like maybe he ate the one and then he was like i can't stop thinking about it and his family was like <laughs> please don't do it again it was so dangerous he's like i won't get the taste out of my mouth until i have another bite <laughs> of that ho- ho- whatever particle <laughs> i think i figured it out <laughs> so we can add to the hadron collider that it's yummy <laughs> it's tasty. Well, you know what I learned from my dad, stepdad. Speaking of car, all his car knowledge. Um, a squirrel chewed through all my wiring in my car uh, years ago, and the reason they try to get into into the hood of your car is because the the wires, or at least the older cars, They're the wires warm. have peanut. They have peanut oil on them.
2: <gasps> Do you think they use peanut oil on
0: the hadron collider? <laughs> Maybe they use peanut butter. They were like, "This will. Let's just stick it together." Oh my know. god. But I just, I I mean, at least that's what my stepdad told me. If I'm wrong, you know, that's embarrassing on me. But um, apparently in old cars, there's like peanut oil in on some of the uh, core wiring.
2: Wouldn't cars just smell like Thai
0: peanut sauce all the time? I mean, I think it's like a very small amount. And I think it's old cars because mine was from like the 90s.
2: To rats, it would smell like Thai peanut sauce. I mean, that's why they're going over there.
0: Yeah, so squirrels apparently like to uh, get in there. Yeah, Mm, I understand. Um, I'd like a car (laughs) if it smelled like that. (laughs) Oh, here we go. In many cars, the insulation protecting the wires is made with plant-based materials such as rice husks, soy, or peanut oil. Mice can be particularly drawn to these smells and chew up wire insulation when other food sources are scarce. See? It sounds like it was trying to be
2: helpful in one way and ended up creating its own other problem. So.
0: Who did? Oh, the
2: oh, the actual yeah. <laughs> it's like we're gonna make a, like an efficient plant-based Sleep. car. Nobody thought it's like, about it. Nobody it's like, thought okay, about it. Okay, but like animals are gonna eat through those <laughs> wires and you're not gonna have a car. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the 2012 apocalypse theory is solely based on loose, loose evidence, but those who support it do say that they haven't felt right since 2012. Although that could be equated to the fact that the older you get, the faster time moves and a lot of shit has happened since 2012. So maybe the world just feels like it's flying by because we're dealing with more bullshit than before. Um, It's true.
0: It's fair. So
2: we don't, we don't really know the reason it could be black holes. It could be weasels or it could just be like, we're getting older. So they're all equally terrifying. Oh yeah. Black hole, weasel
0: and aging all very bad and scary.
2: And as of right now, I, I, next doomsday, date like when's the next Googling one coming? <laughs> currently uh, we oh i nationaltoday.com. i don't even know if that's a good source it says What's may that? 20 may 21st 2024 apparently so are you being early, serious that's the next one um, it's also in summertime
0: instead of christmas
2: abc news says uh 2023 doomsday clock this is how close we are to the apocalypse fun right. so there's that. If you want to, like, be old school Y2K and, like, put together a time capsule with your girlies, like, maybe I this do. is the time to do it. Um, by the way, like, speaking of Y2K, like, time capsules were the rage of the time because...
0: <gasps> That's so true. I didn't even think we, of that. They
2: were, we really we, had, like, a time capsule era as we children. We were like, how
0: will anybody know about the the magic of an iPod Nano if we don't put one in a box and bury it underground? It's like, because... We'll make more, and they'll be probably you, much better. Can you imagine? So, time capsules. I
2: really do remember, like my school did a time capsule. The like heyday it was a heyday. Nickelodeon did like live streamed a time, capsule. A, like, a time yes. capsule. I'm still, I still want to know what's in that time capsule.
0: When does that um, get to come out? Because I want to know. I don't know, but I remember the like the
2: way it was buried looked really cool too. Nickelodeon in slime time capsule. It was like buried it. Oh like, wait, in a every slime item. Match. So
0: they they tell us what's in it already. Oh, perfect.
2: Oh, um, here and here's a picture of the um, of the actual time capsule. It looks like slime is inside of it. It's very cool.
0: Wait, after Nickelodeon Studios closed in '05, the time capsule was moved to Orlando and will be opened April 30th, 2042. Ugh, oh, we're so close. I'm so old. That seems so far away. A piece oh, of yeah. the Berlin Wall was in there. Oh wow, that's all right that was twinkies. linda ellerby
2: linda ellerby was in charge of that <laughs> <That's> decision <true. laughs> she was the only one doing anything smart on nickelodeon oh back my then. god um so i don't know if you saw the picture but it looks like slime is buried inside of it super I cool i didn't
0: um let me it's see geo's can... trio oh that's neat oh they did a good job with that
2: i remember as a child thinking i'm gonna I'm going to see that thing get open one day. That was like my
0: big thing. I but, was like, can uh, we open it now? I have like no patience. I was like, I think it's okay to just do it now.
2: You know, it'd be crazy, crazy though. Like, no. If in those time capsules, like let's say the world ends it and people, then open up the time capsules. If we just put in a normal fucking calendar in there and now people, we do it all over again. And everyone thinks oh, December 31st is, that's is the exactly. End of the world. I, it
0: just doesn't make sense.
2: I will end on this since we're talking about it. If you had to put together a time capsule right now, what would you want to put in it? It either could be a personal time capsule, or it could be like, what do you think the world needs to know about about a lemon. us?
0: Lemon, petrified lemon. He'll survive the <sighs> nuclear holocaust for sure. He will not. Nothing That's will a fact. Nothing will kill him. Um, what, he is a bit of a roach. Right? He'll probably, he is a little roach. He probably would love to be just buried in a time capsule. Um, you mean with what you? Do you th- and maybe with me? With um, maybe some tarot cards. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't either. Um I feel
2: like mine would be like the meanest time capsule ever because I think I would pick things that weren't even from this time just to fuck with someone. Like You'd it would be look an like an
0: asshole. A... You'd draw like a picture <laughs> of me and be like, This is the ugliest person in twenty twenty three. And be like, Thanks a lot. <laughs> okay, but that
2: that's a timeless joke people would still think it was funny even <laughs> you really then. did just laugh
0: way too hard at that and i'm now I'm nervous <laughs> it's we so should smart. do it and that's why we drink time capsule i feel like uh oh. we could put some booze in there some wine and by the time it's open it's like either really skunked or like has aged to perfection i was gonna um, say we could just put grapes in there and you just will oh, ferment into wine by the time we're done perfect except knowing me i'll go dig it up two days later and be like it's not we'll wine some yet. Of your,
2: we'll put some of your Zoloft in there for you and some of my Xanax in there for me. So when we're opening it, if we get stressed, like we've hooked ourselves
0: up, you know I love giving future me gifts. Yes, right? but I so, know that also I will be like, oh, I'm running low on Clonopin, And I'll be like, where did we bury that thing? And then I'd go <laughs> dig it up and be like, it must have been a squirrel. We put peanut oil in there. So he probably got into my Xanax. I don't know what to you know tell what you. I,
2: I do think that we should build a time capsule and then just put a bunch of presents to future us in there, and then when we dig it up in like ten years,
0: we just have like a big party
2: and open our gifts to ourselves.
0: That actually sounds fun. Did I tell you that I actually did bury a time capsule once, or a box of treasure? Actually, no,
2: that's very fun. What did you? It, what is in it, was it? Do you know? Super
0: fun. So like my like pseudo stepdad growing up, um, he and my brother and I created like. We, so he actually had this uh, box that was like an army grade metal box that was like Mm. totally perfectly sealed and like weather resistant and so he's like wouldn't it be fun if we made like a time capsule and buried it in the park and we were like hell yeah so we put all sorts of stuff in like we each wrote a little note i think i was probably like six uh or maybe so it's giving y2k maybe literally it could be um and we wrote all these little things in it and then uh i remember we put just some tchotchkes and like stuff that i don't know seemed relevant at the time uh and then we put a note with our names and a phone number and like years later i got this facebook message and this guy said i found your treasure box in the park he said i was metal detecting and i found it and i'm like i mean this was like probably 12 years later and i was like oh and i'd forgotten about it completely and he's are like are you I friends found... with this
2: person now or are you gonna is it was it blaze did you get married no. and have
0: a baby with him <laughs> honestly let's go with that version it's it's <laughs> it's much more romantic but the guy was like i found it in the park and we were like holy crap and like Brian my stepdad didn't even like live in the town anymore so the number he had put was his landline which was like not connected sure. or so what he did was like he found me on Facebook which obviously back in the 90s we wouldn't have known but he's like so I found your name and like looked you up and messaged you and um he's like do you want it and I was like yeah and so I went and picked it up And I brought him like a gift like I don't know I brought him a gift to be like thanks for giving it back to me I guess and it was so wild to have it Um, but I remember like calling my calling Brian and being like oh look what like he found it and I was going through all the items and he was like well where's the like porcelain teacup thing (laughs) and I was like it's not here and we were oh, like he stole it mofo stole it thinking it was valuable and he goes jokes on him that was like from the dollar store oh <laughs> man so, I... he, he stole it and it was like a silver spoon and it like looked fancy but it like really was not um so he man took i really
2: out. i fully was falling in love with this person until he yeah no, a he, crook.
0: I, was, I was mad because i was like i brought him so much cho- like german chocolate as like a present he had to feel like garbage, but he probably couldn't go upstairs and be like, oh, let me put this back. Oh, I forgot to give you the, the shiny pieces that were in there. But um, but yeah, so that anyway, so that that happened and that was pretty cool. And then one time I tried and then I tried to bury another one and the park police were like, stop digging up the ground in this park. And I was like, sorry. So. I didn't. I, do my it only
2: problem. I mean, I, as someone who loves time travel, loves presents to future me. There is nothing that makes more sense to me than to be continually putting out time capsules around the globe,
0: just continuous, um, like every every couple weeks.
2: Yeah. Um. But I know my problem would be that I would forget where it was, and like, oh,
0: for sure.
2: And, like, what if someone, I go and look for it one day and a fucking house is built on top of it. Like, I would be
0: so butthurt.
2: I'd be <laughs> like, so um,
0: it would be, like, a long con. You'd have to be like, are you looking for a roommate? And then they'd be yeah. like, why do you have an extensive <laughs> shovel collection, new why roommate? Why do you need to
2: know the blueprint of our basement so well? <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyway, that was the 2012 apocalypse doomsday um, situation. That was such a good story and also, like, such a good just, like, throwback Holy crap. You really nailed it. Good job to you, and Anne.
2: Thank you. Well, especially because uh, apparently I'm learning TikTok is uh, her algorithm is algorithming. And uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I have found myself learning more about the Gen Z fashion of today. And
0: Y2K is back, baby. So, no, it, it really is. And, and I feel like my favorite are the ones that are like, oh, yeah, Gen Z, why don't you really commit and wear like jeans w- under your dress? You know what? Yeah. The day you wear jeans under your dress. Fine, like Y two K is back, but like don't fucking half-ass it.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, why don't you wear the jeans that the second there's
0: a puddle outside, you're fucked? And like, oh, the flare—it like immediately just sopping muddy, wet jeans. Well, immediate. people are
2: like, why? Why are millennials so into the skinny jeans and the and the tight joggers? Why and all do this? you and think? It's like, it's like we. We ran through those puddles and through those puddles and through we want things stuck to us now. So we know everything's
0: going to be dry and clean when we get home. Yeah. I can't do any more muddy trailing mud around with my jeans. It's so unpleasant.
2: It really is. Like, um, I'm at the age now where I've seen fashion come and go a few times and I want to keep up with the Joneses. And like, I want, like, I, I still, I don't want to, you know, fall into obscurity. Like I, I, I wanna keep up with the times and stuff, but I've seen why those fashions don't work anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I so badly wanna make sure that like my look is like fresh and cool. But at the same time, I'm like, I know in ten years all these people are going to look at pictures and be like why on earth did i dress like that i looked like so i looked so stupid
0: and yeah and i feel like, like it's oh, never going to last so why even why even yeah. be part of it cuz then like in 5 years you're going to look like a loser who isn't up to date you know what i mean it's like it's exhausting yeah either
2: either i look cool now and like knowing i'll hate it later and look and like kinda, a
0: Dorcas. yeah kind
2: of hating it anyway right now be- but exactly. i'm just like trying to fit in or i don't do it and look like a loser now but get to say i told you so later so precisely like, anyway it's really a like, lose-lose if, situation <laughs> if you're gen z and wearing what you're wearing everyone wear what you wear by just the way like, but feel, at the same yeah, time just wear what you want we thought we looked cool too and so, this like, is your time it is your time to shine but in 10 years someone else will have a different idea and
0: we we all fall into obscurity it, i guess you know don't, just just be like slightly mentally prepared in the back of your mind that like maybe flare pants weren't a good it. idea
2: you'll understand yeah. why we like a skinny
0: jean one day i promise one day you. they'll come back and i'll be like fuck i threw mine away exactly it's so <laughs> annoying it's so annoying <sighs> anyway
2: it's your time to shine now, Christine. Regale um, me.
0: Regale me. You, you nailed it. I have quite a story for you today. Um I I wanna tell you like the fun it's not a fun name, but like the like catchy name to this story, but it's gonna give you a spoiler, so I'll tell you like once that spoiler has been out of the way. Okay. Uh but this is the case of Victoria Nasurova.
2: Oh. And, and
0: it is a doozy. So We're just going to jump right in because uh, there is not like too much background information before the actual like events of this story occur uh, that we have access to. So I'm just going to jump right in. So there was a woman living in New York City named Olga Civic, and she was a Ukrainian immigrant in her late 20s. And she was living in New York City as a licensed cosmetologist and Mm -hmm. was notably a lash technician specializing in eyelash extensions. Okay. so so Olga herself, she was reliable, professional, and she had a studio in Brooklyn where she did all of her work out of. She had her appointments in her Brooklyn lash studio. She was described as trusting and kind, and she did her best to accommodate all of her clients except one woman. Hmm. This one woman put Olga on edge and her name was Victoria Nasarova. Victoria Nasarova was a Russian immigrant who became a client at Olga's salon and would regularly get her lashes done there. But for some reason, and this, it's like a go with your gut thing. For some reason, from the time she became Olga's client, Victoria tried really hard to strike up a friendship with the lash technician, with Olga, but Olga was just like not having it. And Olga okay. was a very friendly and open-minded person, but she was like, something is rubbing me the wrong way about this woman. And, you know, it was perfectly cordial with her, kept her as a client, but just did not want to meet outside of work to become friends. Listen mm-hmm. to your gut feeling, folks. Listen to it. Yes. On top of that uneasy feeling, there was something else very strange about Victoria that made her uncomfortable. And that is that they looked almost exactly alike. Ew. Uh... I know. Like Victoria struck Olga as her own doppelganger and um, it's just like eerie. I'm going to send you a photo. And and I think like the notable thing here, too, is that, um, you know, our researcher made a note here, too. Like you think about it and if you are told by somebody like, oh, they look just like you or you look like that celebrity, oftentimes you don't see it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But like, she saw like, I she can't saw see it. it, but she looked at her and went, "Oh no!" Like, we're it's basically like looking twins. In a mirror. Yeah, exactly. So let me send you a photo of the two of them, just to give you like an example. And so, um, the woman on the left is Olga, the lash technician. The woman on the right is Victoria. Oh, that is creepy,
2: right? It's just it just looks like one of them is wearing more loud makeup
0: compared yes, to the other. Yes, exactly. It almost looks like if the per- woman on the left could be dressed up as the woman on the right, like so.
2: Okay, my first thought is evil twin my next thought is evil relative Mm. and then uh and then my like third more like wild thought is like like got like like a stalker who was so obsessed with her that she is trying to like get surgeries to become her or like a spy who's in disguise or something
0: i like that evil twin was like not the wildest theory you came up with you're like evil twin of course uh i recently (laughs) saw the triplet documentary where there's like they were (gasps) that's such a good movie
2: it's very good and i watched it on an airplane
0: yeah me too oh my gosh it's such a good airplane movie Um, you know what's a really
2: good (laughs) airplane podcast on delta exclusive um is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> rituals but not and that's why we drink yet i RV, can't wait RV.
0: one day <laughs> and that's why we drink will be on there delta are you listening um sometimes oh. i go on there and i just play rituals and then i mute my volume and i just go about my business and do other stuff but i'm like but then i'll just be playing it on for the thing. number for <laughs> yeah for, for like the-, the one download that they think that it will get i don't know it's <laughs> it's like just not really rational but um. OK, so this woman looked really similar to Olga and she if I met someone who looked like me and wanted to be friends, I'd be like, cool, we can play evil twin pranks on people. But like, apparently, Olga was like, no, I don't want to be part of this. So
2: I feel like my first thing I'd be like, what is the situation? Why? Yeah. You
0: can't possibly have walked in here and not be thinking what I'm thinking. And who are? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which is weird because I feel like they didn't even really talk about it. So Victoria kept pushing to be Olga's friend, which, again, like, red flag. If you're like, no, thank you, and someone, like, won't drop it, red flag. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Olga just kept dodging her advances until August of 2016 when Victoria reached out to Olga and said, I need (laughs) – I shouldn't laugh because this might be a real thing. She said, I need an emergency lash appointment. And (laughs) Olga was (laughs) – like, it's funny (laughs) to me. I'm sorry. Because, like – Maybe I, maybe it's a thing, and like I feel like if you're going to a wedding or like whatever, okay, sure, I get it.
2: sure. I've needed but, emergency things for. Like, events. I've
0: needed emergency spray tans. I get it, okay, but but basically, she's like, I just have a really tight schedule, and Olga was like, I don't have any available appointments, and Victoria was like, You need to see me, like so pushy, Ugh. and Olga was like, You know what? Fine. Um, she's a licensed cosmetologist, so she's like, Fine, I'll make an exception. Come to my apartment, and I'll do your lashes at my place oh so now has she's got her address right well yeah, she already
2: she's... didn't she already if she was already working out of her own apartment
0: no she never worked out of her apartment never she had worked. a okay. studio in brooklyn but since it was quote unquote an emergency and victoria kept pushing it she's like okay you know what just come over to my place and i'll gotcha. do them for you um in between clients and now she has the address so on august 28 2016 victoria arrived for her appointment at olga's apartment As a gesture of thanks, she had brought some baked goods with her and they were three small like kind of bars of like cheesecake bars Mm -hmm. that she said came from a world famous New York City bakery. So they're hanging out. They're doing their thing. Victoria eats two of the cheesecake pieces and then insists Olga eats the third. Olga ate the whole bar. It's like it wasn't that big uh, and immediately felt ill. Mm -hmm. Immediately. Mm hmm. Um, Within minutes, she was vomiting profusely. She then began to get extremely dizzy and she lost consciousness. Mm. What Victoria had done was that she had laced this slice of cheesecake with a drug called finazepam. And finazepam is a potent sedative that is prescribed in Russia for seizures, anxiety and sleep disorders. Mm. Uh, You know, I I feel like we've we're probably familiar with several azepam drugs there's clonazepam lorazepam they're all just very like they change your uh, brain chemistry that kind of thing um so phenazepam is a pretty intense medication and when misused like overdosed into a cheesecake bar uh mm-hmm. it can cause comas death and retrograde amnesia oh my god weirdly according to some sources phenazepam can be more dangerous in extreme heat and this is relevant because Victoria probably knew that fact, because even though it was a hot day in August in Brooklyn or in New York City, she turned up the heat in Olga's apartment all the way. <sighs> oh. Then she left Olga in her apartment to die and just peaced out. Oh, wow. And that's <sighs> OK. <laughs> yeah. So according to a witness, Olga's neighbor, Victoria stopped by the next day. She had presumably, in my mind, she was coming to check if she had died, right? Mm-hmm. However, according to the neighbor, Victoria was carrying a container of soup with her. So she okay. showed up and Olga was still alive. <gasps> and Olga was conscious, but extremely out of it. And she, all she remembers is that this woman showed up with a container of soup basically told her to eat it and she was too out of it to resist and it was also laced so there's no for sure evidence but that is what olga believes olga believes there were more drugs in it because she didn't quote unquote finish the job the first time like she came oh. with food that had more drugs in it in, to check if she had died if she hadn't then like okay let's put her right. over the edge and add more I drugs mean, to her system
2: i mean like the last time someone said eat something you were drugged, so I don't know if I exactly. would trust them. What are the I odds this? that this one's
0: not exactly like? And under the guys that you're checking on her, like it doesn't. My yeah. assumption is pretty sure there were drugs in there, and that's what people believe, but it's not you know factually confirmed. Sure. So the neighbor watched as Victoria walked downstairs, cleaned the bowl of soup, and then left the apartment. The neighbor like thought, which I'm I'm glad again. See something, say something. I guess even in New York City, <laughs> um, yeah. The neighbor was like this is really odd and and started to worry about olga probably thinking like oh maybe she's sick and this friend brought soup i'll go check it and see how she's doing so he goes to check on her and he lets himself into her apartment and the first thing he notices is that it feels like a sauna inside it is like boiling Mm. hot this woman has turned the heat all the way up he finds olga in her bed and she is unconscious she is wearing skimpy lingerie And Victoria had put that on her. So she had been wearing sweatpants when Victoria arrived for the appointment. But Olga had been wearing sweatpants when Victoria arrived for the appointment. But then Victoria had put this, like, sexy lingerie set on her. And then scattered finazepam pills all around the bed.
2: Oh, to make it look like, like, to like either an
0: overdose or a suicide attempt like unclear Mm -hmm. which one but basically like this this just happened um and that's how she had like staged the scene so olga's neighbor rushed over to her and incredibly she was still alive uh he took her to the hospital she was in and out of consciousness and she even entered a coma for a short while oh my god like she was very near death oh my god the hospital did a urine and blood analysis, but they could find no illicit drugs in her. Um, and so Olga was what? released September 1st after three days of treatment. And I Whoa. guess like illicit drugs, they're thinking like heroin or I don't know. I don't know what they were searching for. I don't, don't know do why. do like a full lab? I don't you'd know think why I would they expect would... you to know that. Yeah, you'd think they would have found it. I don't quite know why that happened, but it's Although- too bad. Oh, sorry. You know
2: what's? Oh no, I was gonna say what's interesting with um, like even like vitamin deficiency, you have to like ask for that to be like a separate thing.
0: Oh yeah, so, and like your insurance probably won't cover it because they're so like, well, I guess yeah. there's
2: no full exclusive panel. It yeah does yeah. Chunks. I feel like a full
0: panel probably has very specific things in it, like that aren't. The actual yeah. full extent of what you can search for, and I guess if you're doing a drug test on someone, like I don't know, maybe because this is typically a Russian drug, maybe that's why it's not in. Oh yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, so when she got home from the hospital, she discovered that her apartment had been looted. She <gasps> was missing over three thousand dollars in cash, jewelry. She was missing her passport, her working oh. permits. And so now, are you catching on to why Victoria was, yeah, yeah, the evil yeah, twin yeah. to an extent, but really, when they interview Olga on the 48 Hours episode I watched, she was like, she wanted my identity. Like, she, yeah. we looked so alike that she thought, oh, this is perfect. I'll kill her, take her ID, her passport, bada, bada bing, bada, bada bing, boom. Bada, boom. bada boom. I'm her now. Um, and so that is what Olga is convinced was the plan. And I find that very compelling. <laughs> I find that yeah, pretty convincing. Yeah, truly. The wild part is, though, that Detective Kevin Rogers immediately doubted Olga's story. She's like, this woman drugged me. And he's like, you're just a drug user. Get out of my precinct. (gasps) Just like did not even want to hear it. Thankfully, Olga refused to back down. So she collected the plastic tray that the cheesecake had been in from the garbage and turned it over as evidence. But police were like, oh, we already dropped that case and moved on. And basically abandon Olga, like, not only with no justice, but also the fear that, like, Victoria is going to find out she's still alive and finish the job. (laughs) Like, it's just a very scary situation that they left her in. Like, imagine any food you eat. You're like, did Victoria get her hands on this? Is she going to do it again? Like, is she going to try to kill me? I'd be like,
2: homegirl looted my apartment. You can't take a fingerprint sample in my house? Yeah, that's that's, that's not enough. So this I'm is a, just another one of those cases, Christine, where I just
0: get mad you the just whole get time. Mad. Well, this one has a little bit more. Um, actually, this next bullet might make you feel better.
1: Mm.
0: Several months later, Olga's neighbor finally came forward to police as a witness. And Detective Rogers decided, OK, fine. You know what? Like, we have enough here. We're going to open this case. And uh, he had to make a, quote, uncomfortable apology to Olga. And I hope it was fucking uncomfortable. I hope it made you lose sleep. Hope it made you lose sleep. And he reopened her case. So police were now following Victoria's trail. But incidentally, they were not the only ones looking for Victoria. Dun, 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 dun! I told you I could harmonize. That was beautiful. Yeah. So... What's happening meanwhile is that there's this man named Herman Weisberg, and he is a retired NYPD detective turned private investigator who is also simultaneously trying to track down Victoria Nasarova. Uh-huh. Now, this private detective who's like considered one of like the top private detectives. Um, you know, he spent so long on the NY- NY- NYPD; he's very experienced, and now he has his own business. He'd been hired by a woman named Nadia Ford, who was another Russian immigrant living in Brooklyn. And Nadia had grown up in Russia, um, dreamed of one day coming to the U.S., watching all the cartoons and American TV shows and sitcoms. And she decided to attend college in the U.S., get married, eventually get divorced. But now she is um, living in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. Despite the divorce, she decided to stay, but she had a very, very, very close relationship with her mother, who she described as being everything to her. And Ala Alisenko is the name of her mother, and she was a loving, diligent woman who worked five jobs raising Nadia and her sibling as a single mother through the 90s in Russia. Like, just a very loving but, like, hardcore, hardworking woman. And ever since she left Russia, Nadia said she spoke with her mother every single day on the phone. And wow, I've seen that like when my mom moved to the US would in her 20s, like would call my grandma every single day because like, it's really hard, you know, to move to a new yeah. country alone. And um, so there was never a day, never a day that they did not speak on the phone. And there was never a day that her mother didn't answer the phone. Mm. One day, Allah had told Nadia about a new friend that she had made, uh, a next door neighbor named Victoria Naserova. Okay. And this is in the past. This is like a few years in the past. We're we're traveling. Sure. Victoria lived in the same apartment complex as Allah, and they were fast friends. And Nadia was a little worried because Victoria sounded a little bit strange, um, and she knew that her mother was overly trusting of everyone she met. And so she's like, I feel like my mother's vulnerable. And if you see, I mean, you saw a photo of this woman, um, Victoria. Like, she does not look like a a friend to play bridge with. Like, a friend who'd be playing bridge with an elderly woman. She looks like a party girl. She has all, she's, like, fully done up, like all of it like she and she's very young like it she does not look like the type who would be befriending your elderly mother and so no, she's kind of giving like not in a bad way but like jersey shore kind of like
2: she just looks yeah. like she's down for a good time not a long time you know <laughs> yeah, there you
0: go exactly so you know it's a little bit strange because like there's this elderly woman who's now like best friends with this like young party girl it's it just struck her daughter as weird especially because she knew her daughter her mother was a little bit naive about people So Allah seemed to love Victoria for what it's worth. And there's nothing Nadia could do about it. They're, you know, across oceans. So Olga was like, well, it's fine. I'm actually going to meet Victoria soon anyway, because uh, in fall of 2014, she was planning to fly home to visit her mom in their hometown where her mom still lived. And that's Krasnodar, which is about 800 miles south of Moscow near the Black Sea. So she's like, "Okay, you stay friends with her. I'll get a better read when I come visit in a few months and mm-hmm. maybe I'll see what, what's really going on here. But some weird things started happening before the trip. So Allah had t- called Nadia and said she was a little bit worried about something that had happened with Victoria. And apparently what had happened is Victoria was supposed to go on an upcoming trip to New York city. And Allah was like, Oh, well my daughter lives there. Do you mind bringing oh. her some stuff? And she's like, "Of course, I'll take whatever gifts you need me to bring your daughter." So she gives this woman six thousand dollars to give to her oh. daughter, okay, yeah, how do you think that went? And uh some valuables, including two expensive fur coats oh. and okay. uh when they interviewed Nadia, she's like, "It's a Russian thing.' <laughs> <It's> like okay, <laughs> okay, so she she ha- gives these to uh Victoria to bring to Nadia in New York City. But then Victoria kept putting off the trip for like weeks then months. And Ala is like, I think she might be like taking the money and not get like she's not giving it back, but she's also not planning her trip. So now she's like uncomfortable and nervous that like she's just lost six grand and these two fur coats that were meant for her daughter. So after some back and forth, Victoria finally agreed that she would return the money and valuables on Saturday, October 4th. But on Sunday, October 5th, Alla did not answer Nadia's daily phone call for the first time in almost a decade. Ah, oh, okay. I hate that. Nadia called her over 100 times with no answer. Oh. And oh she God. immediately said, something is very wrong. There, There is no way I could, would call her 100 times and she would not either answer or touch base from somewhere mm-hmm. else. So she called Victoria because she's like, well, you're apparently my mom's BFF. And Victoria says, I don't know anything at all about that. She said, I went over for a cup of tea and then I left. That's it. Another day goes by. No word from Allah. Nadia is freaking the F out. She gets online and checks her mom's phone records. And the last item on the record was a call from Victoria at 11 p.m. on October 4th. And after that... Mm -hmm totally nothing completely empty phone records so nadia immediately gets on a plane and arrives in russia only three days after her mom had disappeared Mm. victoria met her outside of the apartment building where her mother lived and this is an interesting like fun fact i guess um nadia wrapped her in a bear hug but it was not a friendly greeting she was like oh in russia It's like a display of strength or aggression. Like she basically kind of grabbed her in 48 hours uh, on the 48 hours uh, show. They were like, oh, so it was not like a hi. How are you? It was like this like tight, aggressive uh, bear hug. And she described that the hug was meant to say, I will choke you to death if you don't tell me where is my mother. (laughs) So it's like, sure. What a nice hug. Yeah. (laughs) I've never had a hug like that. But Uh, I, me neither, and I hope I never do. Um, Yeah, I'm not open to that one. It's not really sound. It doesn't sound fun. Apparently, Victoria pushed Nadia away and yelled, "Your mother is alive. She's alive!" And at that point, Nadia was like, "Victoria has done something." Exactly, Victoria has done something. Why would that be the first thing you say? Why? Yeah. So immediately, she's like, "She did something to my mother." Victoria ran up to her mother's apartment, and. It was weird in there. Like, it was very sterile. She's like, something somebody has cleaned up, but mm-hmm. like extensively. The entire place had been wiped of fingerprints down to the pots on the stove. Every single service had been cleared of fingerprints. But, of course, things were missing. Jewelry, family heirlooms, and Allah's life savings, which she had actually hidden in a secret place under like a baseboard, Um, Mm -hmm. Of a cabinet and like nobody would have known this unless she had told like a friend or a family member. And she's like there's she definitely had shared this the the amount of life savings under that she had hidden under this piece of furniture was approximately $50,000. And it was gone. So police questioned Victoria, but she played innocent and convinced them that she had done nothing wrong. So they left and it was now up to Nadia to go solo and find out what the hell happened to her mom. Cause the police were not helping. Yeah. She put up flyers. She constantly harassed the police and they started calling her the crazy American daughter because she <laughs> had flown in from America and like, wouldn't drop the issue. Honestly, like,
2: I'd take the name. I'd be like, that's exactly. right, I'm crazy. Fucking take me
0: seriously. Exactly. It's like, yeah, you want to see crazy? You haven't yeah. seen crazy. <laughs> so, this is a wild sentence, but it's exactly what it sounds like. Finally, okay. she bought access to the traffic cameras <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> that's the most unhinged Christine
2: thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> like, if, like, speaking of you ain't seen crazy yet, that's like, if. <laughs> If someone hurts someone you love, Christine, you would buy every, every CCTV like, ca- camera, every highway sure. camera.
0: It, it, it's like, it's a wild sentence. Cause it's like, yes, I would like, when I hear the phrase hack into the mainframe, that's what I think, like hack into the CCTV footage. That's like <laughs> supposed to not be accessible to me. But then when they were like, Oh wait, you bought it in the interview? She goes, it's Russia you buy everything with, like, you can buy anything with money. <laughs> they were like, okay. Okay. So she bought access to all the traffic cameras and she watched the footage of every single one she had access to. Until good for her.
2: Yes. What a good, like, that's also, like, I know we're in the middle of telling a true crime story, but I, like, what a nice, I don't know, what a, it's just, like, the, the mother-daughter bond uh, yes. is... It's very, very powerful.
0: very powerful. And like she was on a mission. I mean, it's like any of those movies where they're just like out for out for justice. And, and she was not fucking around. So she finds an image on one of these CCTV footage uh, tapes of Victoria driving a car about a hundred miles outside of town. And she recognized her own mother in the passenger seat. Good for still, her. Still alive, by the way. In the She's. Photo.
2: She's the girl equivalent of Liam Neeson. <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: I was thinking that the whole time. I'm like it's like either Taken or what's the one where he like go uh with Keanu Reeves um the John Wick John Wick like one of those where it's like oh you like I know who did it and I will not rest until she's like I will buy every CCTV camera until you are <laughs> like no like, punches needed genuinely has Liam Neeson shaking in his boots because <laughs> like who needs him you know um, so she recognizes her mother alive in the passenger seat and Nadia goes to the police with this footage and they're like oh yeah we have the same footage and we're actually still working on the case and they were like she was like well what the fuck like why didn't you tell me But for what it's worth, they are now working on the case, and they were actually even able to match the plates to a vehicle that Victoria had personally rented. So, Mm. like, pretty fucking clear. Yeah. Officers brought Victoria in for a lie detector test and then released her pending the results. Apparently, she failed the test miserably. And by the time that they went to collect her, arrest her, or question her more, she had fled the country. So horribly, Nadia found out that one of the officers working on the case was actually sleeping with Victoria. Uh, oh, this. it gets better. OK. Yeah. And Nadia is convinced that this person helped Victoria leave the country because she should not have been able to leave the country during like an active case against her. But she somehow got out and Nadia is like, I'm pretty sure it was the cop she was sleeping with. So. Mm-hmm. You know, just a theory, but uh, for what it's worth, he was fired uh, because of, you know, sleeping with Victoria. And Nadia went to meet with the head of the Russian National Police, um, whom they described on the show as the equivalent of like the FBI, but in Russia. So she goes straight to the head of the Russian National Police, like the Russian FBI, and is like, I need help. And they're getting through this case they're working on it and it wasn't until april 2015 that they discovered charred human remains near Armavir which is the town where Victoria Nasurova grew up Nadia had to identify the remains and she they were they were burned remains and mm-hmm. she said I just kept saying, no, it's not her. She's alive. It's not her. She's like, but then I saw her teeth and <gasps> I I recognized my mother by her teeth. It's horrible. It's horrible. So Russian authorities notified Interpol, uh, international police, but the case went cold. And I mean, Nadia had to go home to New York after six months of just being on this case Um she had gotten like a glimpse of hope when she saw her mother alive in the CCTV footage and had hoped like maybe she was just keeping her somewhere or had like got mixed her up and moved her somewhere, but no, she was dead. And so she had to return to New York after six months on Victoria's tail. um, And Victoria is like uh, gone, like has just fled. Mm. So she's like, you know what? I'm still not done with this. I am going to, now this is where it becomes like the, The fucking John Wick thing. She's like, I am going to track down the person who did this to my mother. And I'm gonna do it by myself. Good for you, girl. Yes, she really, really nailed it. She found that after fleeing Russia, Victoria vacationed in Mexico and then settled down in New York City. And let's remember Nadia literally lives in New York City. So she's like, this chick moved to the same town as me like well she's probably trying
2: to cut get rid of all the loose ends right oh
0: maybe i don't know if she knew i don't know if well Mm. she did know because she was gonna visit and bring gifts so i don't know i don't know what she was thinking actually to be honest i don't think she was thinking much of all because at all because the reason nadia figured out where she was is that (laughs) victoria was posting everything to facebook
2: (laughs) what a dumbass
0: under her real name she was posting pictures in mexico she was posting pictures in like all geotagged like like zero thought at all just posting these to facebook and uh nadia is able to like publicly view these so she turns these into police and immigration officials but they didn't turn anything up which i'm like fucking call me you know what i mean like they were like oh we have her exact location oh that's too bad interpol can't figure it out i'm like oh my god how so she hires. This PI, Herman Weisberg, the former NYPD cop, who's like, I got this. <laughs> and he was determined to track her down. He's watching her Facebook posts. He's scrolling. He's finding all this weird shit out about her. Apparently, she's posting advertisements on social media and rushing dating sites. She's working as a dominatrix at the time. So she's posting all that on the internet. And he ends up focusing on a selfie she took in a car. And in the car, she's wearing a pair of mirrored Ray-Bans. And Uh he just zooms into the fucking reflection and gets a clear view of the whole dashboard and steering wheel. And it also shows a driver's seat with very distinct stitching. So Herman goes to a parking lot with like thousands of cars. And he just looks at everyone's windshields to find the stitching that matches the stitching in the photo. He finds out that this car she's in is a Chrysler 300, so he's narrowing this down like dramatically. Yeah. He notices that a lot of Victoria's Facebook likes are centered around Sheepshead Bay, a Russian neighborhood in Brooklyn. So they go searching the neighborhood for a Chrysler 300. They find one, and they run the plates, and a Russian name comes up. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "What are the odds?" Okay, so there's this Russian man who owns this car. Turns out he is Victoria's boyfriend. Uh Uh-huh. So essentially, they go to the neighborhood, look around for a Chrysler 300. They're like, here's one. It's fucking Victoria's car. So they, like, already found her. Wow. Herman also identifies in the photo the building that she's parked outside of. And he's able to, like, find out, like, her exact location. I mean, I love this guy. This is, like, my jam.
2: Like, this is a... I mean, Interpol could never, apparently.
0: Inter Apparently. Like, like I thought yes, but apparently no. So <laughs> Apparently what? they couldn't just look in windshields to see stitching, <laughs> but okay. So he identifies the building that the car was in front of as the building in one of Victoria's Facebook posts. And on March 20th of 2017, he calls the police and says, um, I'm ready to help you facilitate Victoria's arrest for the murder of Nadia's mother, Ala. But... Meanwhile, she is, of course, wanted for a crime in the United States that they don't know about, which is this crime uh, against Olga from Mm -hmm. earlier. So Brooklyn authorities reach out to Detective Kevin Rogers, who is the one who earlier like didn't believe Olga's story. And he is like blown away that this woman is coming up again in like a totally different Interpol case now. So she is finally able to be arrested for her crimes against Olga and charged with attempted murder, assault, and grand larceny. And they were able to test the plastic cheesecake container still stored in evidence. And they found both finazepam and Victoria's DNA on the cheesecake platter. So like ding, 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 nice try. Also, like, I love that she threw it away in the woman's apartment. She's like, eat this poison cheesecake and then I'll put the wrapper in your trash can. Yeah, okay. okay. So stupid. So during their investigation, Kevin noticed the uncanny resemblance between Olga and Victoria. And that's when he started to put things together that Victoria's visa was about to expire. But the only place she could go back to was Russia, where she's wanted for fleeing from this murder case. <laughs> so, like, she's basically that is why she wanted Oopsies. Olga's identity. Uh-huh. Because she's like, I can't stay here and I can't go back to Russia. He said, Olga had something Victoria wanted, and it wasn't money, it wasn't handbags, it was Olga's identity. If Victoria Mm -hmm. killed Olga and assumed her identity, she could stay in the U.S. permanently. He described Victoria as extremely ruthless and diabolical. After a lengthy investigation, and then of course all the COVID delays, Victoria was in jail for quite a while. However, in 2018, she was assaulted by multiple inmates and badly injured while a guard watched and did nothing. So she ended up suing the city and she won the case and she won $325,000. Wow. And it's okay. It, I'm like very torn about that because it's like, well, of course, I don't yeah. want her to get hundreds of thousands of dollars, but like she shouldn't be getting assaulted in prison and just like being watched by guards with no help. Like, it, it's a,
2: it's, it's, a, it's a fine line
0: and two things can be true at the same time. Yes, exactly. So, after all the delays, sorry, so after all the delays, Victoria uh didn't go to trial until January of twenty twenty three so damn, so like just now, just now, so almost like ten years, i guess nine years after uh after Allah went missing Oof. her defense attorney described the case as a total spectacle, i mean. Now, I guess I can tell you, I should have told you earlier, but this is also known as the cheesecake murder or the cheesecake Uh crime. So, of course, it's the poison cheesecake. And, uh, you know, it reads like a murder mystery novel. Like you eat a piece of cheesecake, you're poisoned and they take your identity. Like it's 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 giving lifetime. Yes, yes, yes. And I feel like this probably will become inspired by a true story lifetime movie Mm -hmm. any day now. He said even if Victoria did poison Olga, there was no proof of murderous intent. This is his, uh, her defense attorney.
2: Okay, um, I was like,
0: wait a minute. <laughs> I know, I know. Kevin, no. No, it's the yeah. defense attorney. <laughs> Identity theory was only a theory, okay? That said, Victoria did steal, like we said, Olga's passport and working permits, which seems like a weird, like the permits sound like a weird thing to steal unless you are trying to become another person and take over their job. Yeah. So prosecution brought up an interview Victoria did with 48 Hours while she was in jail awaiting her trial. And in this interview, she admitted to being part of the crime, but she wouldn't discuss details until the trial. But then at the Mm. trial, she decided not to testify or take the stand to answer questions. So prosecution brought up this interview themselves and when told, quote, there's a woman named Olga who claims you tried to kill her by giving her a piece of poison cheesecake, Victoria said... I know whom you mean I know this young woman I can tell you that I did not force you to I did not force her to eat it shut up what do you mean literally what do you mean so basically prosecution's like let's bring that up and say hey (laughs) let's let's unpack that she said like I didn't make her eat the poison cheesecake that I brought to her house you know like it's a terrible argument uh, they were, however, during this trial against Olga, I mean, not against Olga, but for the crime against Olga, they were not allowed to bring up the crime in Russia, interestingly enough. Really? However, okay. I know, which always like throws me off. However, Nadia was brought to the stand and she was able to kind of allude to the crime without giving details. She said it was very serious and she gave personal testimony uh, of her knowledge about Victoria. So mm-hmm. Nadia said she wanted Victoria to look at her while she was on the stand. She said, look at me. Look at the person whose mother you killed. Look. Look into my eyes. Remember them for the rest of your life. Good. Ooh, I have chills. I have chills. But Victoria refused to look at her. Refused to look evil. at her. Evil. It's, it's evil. She only sat there smirking. Ew. Evil. 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 After just one and a half hours of deliberation, the jury found Victoria guilty of attempted murder in the second degree. And at sentencing, Olga was able to make a victim impact statement. She said, quote, Victoria caused me to lose trust in people. I cannot for sure know what their true intentions are. I am grateful that this person will be punished for what she did to me. The judge declared Victoria was a very dangerous woman and sentenced her to 21 years in prison, which is four years below the maximum 25 year sentence. Mm -hmm. This included time served during her trial's delay. So she may be free in only 15 years. And she's still quite young. But Victoria's story isn't over because as soon as she's released, she will be deported to Russia, where she will then be charged with Allah's murder.
2: Oh, damn. So that's like not that hasn't even happened yet.
0: Nope. So basically Interpol's so, just twiddling their thumbs until they can like get her over there, get her to So she's uh, not
2: even looking forward to like a release, release date because it's just that's it's only part 1 of the of the two parts.
0: Yes, and the first one, you know, Olga was survived it, but the second one Allah did mm-hmm. not. So, yeah. It's going to be, be a doozy. Yeah. There's also, interestingly, a man in New York who claims Victoria drugged and robbed him after he responded to one of her dominatrix ads. And mm-hmm. there were quite a lot of potential stories of people who did not want to come forward either because they were married and didn't want to like admit like, oh, my dominatrix tried to poison me, you know, sure. or, yeah. or they just didn't want to talk about it to police or it is somewhat of a perfect crime of like, yes, oh, well, she found I the right a- niche to advertise for. Yeah. Yeah. Don't tell on me. I won't tell on you. Yeah. Exactly. So this man who claimed that he was drugged and robbed, uh, says that after drugging him, Victoria brought him to the dry cleaning business he owned and dropped him off. But he was acting so strange that one of his employees filmed the interaction and filmed Victoria dropping him off, which I was like, yes, pull out your fucking camera, film everything. That's a true see something, say something. So, right? Like, I will film this. And and it was on the 48 Hours episode. She claimed on camera, he maybe he t- took a pill, she kept saying. And uh, oh, oh, he drank two bottles of wine, and like, of course, when he's sober later, like when he recovers from this, not sober, when he recovers from this drugging, he's like, Mm -hmm. no, I had like a few sips of wine, and I was like, gone. So they called an ambulance. Victoria fled, but not before stealing more money and a watch from the basement, um, in addition to the over two thousand dollars she spent on his Amex. So he nearly died. He spent a week in the hospital. Was like barely able to eat. Um, and so presumably the same kind of poison that she had used on Olga. So after all of the ugliness Victoria left in her wake, um her crimes connected Nadia and Olga. And Nadia and Olga are now best friends. Oh really? Mm-hmm. That's very
2: I did not see that coming. That's Isn't that lovely. the nicest thing you've ever
0: heard? <laughs>
2: like, like they were what both terrible victimized. circumstances, but yeah. They have each other, at least. There's so many crimes that we talk about where people are just, they have nobody.
0: Yes. And it's like, of course, their traumas were different because Nadia, you know, lost her mother and had to go through that process. But, you know, Olga was personally attacked and almost died. And like, so, you know, they both have trauma related to one specific person. Um, Mm -hmm. So, I mean, talk about bonding, trauma bonding. Yeah. Yeah so olga said wait i'm gonna cry olga said when we met when nadia and i met i feel like i knew nadia all my life oh and i feel like it was meant to be is what i'm saying uh nadia said olga is kind and open-hearted and reminds her of her mom shut up Mm -hmm. oh my gosh The women deeply understand each other's grief, of course, as victims of the same person. And they say they think they will be best friends for the rest of their lives. And that is the story of the cheesecake murder. Someone put only
2: those two sentences next to each other. Because it was, (laughs)
0: they'll be best friends forever. That was the cheesecake (laughs) murder. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. And I guess it's like cheesecake murder plot or like cheesecake attempted murder because you know thankfully Olga survived but uh it is a it is a wild story I gotta say um and the way that they like linked like totally different paths and then like crossed over is crazy
2: it was a two-for-one story
0: two-for-one that's right
2: wow well Good telling it and good not telling me that it was called the cheesecake murder early on because I would have made some real asshole joke probably and now I'm glad I I think
0: I don't know I feel like you would have been like oh cheesecake murder I'd be like not I I could murder a a cheesecake something well okay fair he maybe would have said that (laughs) you've
2: it would have ended up being incredibly tasteless
0: yeah you you probably would have said that uh yeah
2: yeah, and we'll now I feel that. gross that my brain even thinks it. So I, feel <laughs> like glad I didn't say
0: that horrible thing that I'm saying now.
2: <laughs> well, and
0: now I'm saying it in the context of I know. like, I, thank teasing. God I didn't say I that, not knowing. I'm oh teasing. man.
2: Well, um, no, that was a, that was a good story. And again, our weekly, uh, you know, what is a good story when it's uh, a just good horrible? True. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Um, yeah. <sighs> wow. Well, that's that. And uh, be careful. You know, trust your gut.
2: Next week is episode 340, I think, which is
0: crazy oh, that we're not far from
2: 350 whole episodes of every week you and me telling each other these tales. Can you believe it? Tales. That's a
0: lot, Em. That's a lot. A long time. I, wow. Uh,
2: I'm trying to think. When is our... I guess we've got a while before we have to worry about 400, but
0: I... I can't uh, wait I'm for just, 420.
2: I just feel like they... Yeah.
0: Me too. Why, why are you so quiet? <laughs>
2: No, I uh, I was trying to think. I was like, oh man, 4:20. I better start thinking of like what what the hell I'm gonna cover. But oh. I'll figure it out then. I just I I just get blown away sometimes when I think about how
0: many stories we've done. I know it's it wild. is. It's like it's very um, hard to believe. Hard to wrap your and mind. And we around. still
2: like each other. Well, okay. Just kidding. Uh, I love you. <laughs> I, I do wonder how many are there any podcasters out there who secretly just
0: i mean there must hate be each other there's gotta be i don't there's know any be. one of them but there's
2: gotta be someone
0: i anyway i i, I don't want to know them because i feel like i don't want to be part of the dra- that drama but um i mean i want to hear about it but i don't want to know personally <laughs> if but... you're a podcaster who hates your co-host let us know
2: <laughs> yeah we won't tell anyone i just want to hear about it that's all <laughs> um
0: all right well
2: christine you got i appreciate you taking the time to even Make time for me because you've got so many busy days ahead of you this week. But Oh,
0: gosh. Um, no, I, it's, I hope it's you, my pleasure. If you can
2: find some time to ta- today to take a little napsicle, you know. That's so kind. I'll try my darndest. I, I hope for you one good
0: nap. Oh, um, thank you. And I hope for me one good nap. Let's Honestly, honest. I should have said the same back to you. I hope for you one good nap as well.
2: Thank you. I hope for myself, too. But, you know, (laughs) we we could go with one for now. Uh, All right. Well, we'll see you all uh, next week. And I guess another gentle reminder to drink some water because we're all dehydrated. That's right. We are. And that's why we drink.